ends like, up with the top. Ends oh. up with the top three spot. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> what happened? <to> I? <laughs> this LA game, man. Who was that? Twenty-two on LA. Who is this kid? <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's five, five, four games. Started the third. I'm taking a drink, and I'm like, who is this kid? Anthony, see you. Holy shit! Oh, the kid's got jets. He just like motors past everybody to the front. Oh, it got, yeah, cuts in and just walks through like three dudes and then around Gibson and tucks her. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Hoser's Panel. I'm here with the boys. We're on episode 12 this week, buzzing week in hockey, and I got my two pals here to talk about it. Mike, how you doing? So good, Ty, dude. A lot of news, not a lot of time, so I can't wait. Hell yeah. Yeah, Tay, how was your week, buddy? How you doing? What's ready to talk on, about some Ty? Uh, I am ready to talk about hockey. It was a buzzing week. There was, was a, a lot, lot going on. Yeah. 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 Um, well, let's get right into it. Like, yeah, what do we so got for first segue? Sad, sad news. Sad news coming out of the the NHL and the entire hockey world today, or yeah. not today, a couple of days ago, but uh, the passing of Wayne Gretzky's father, Walter Gretzky. He was a big part, of obviously, Wayne's life, but he had a a lasting, lasting uh, relationship with the hockey world, and the impact he brought was just hearing all the stories that come out in the past week have just been. Uh, it kind of just shows the the character of him and everything that he represented and and brought to the game and basically the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah well put. Know, like a ton about him, or I haven't hadn't read like a ton about him before. Uh, obviously this, but um, yeah, with with his passing, and it's interesting how it works when people like kind of pass on or uh, whatever. You kind of learn uh, more about them and uh, about who they are, and like you hear about their character a whole lot more just because people are kind of remembering them. So. Um, yeah, sad, sad for sure for the hockey community and uh, wishes to the Gretzky family and um, yeah. It's one of those things too, like it's kind of, it's big for the, for like anyone big on hockey culture, like and obviously that's so big in Canada. I was working the night that the news broke out and when I noticed it was like, it was like uh, 9.30 or so and yeah, every, everybody was kind of like stopping what they were doing and like. Stop and make conversation and being like, oh my gosh, like, Kresge's dad passed away. And it was just kind of one of those moments in <clears throat> Canada, <clears throat> definitely felt it. So, yeah, just yeah. Uh, definitely stick taps. Stick taps for Walter Gretzky tonight. Definitely. Um, it's interesting, too, like, uh, somebody who not necessarily uh, did a lot, right? Like, like Wayne is the, is the big story behind him, right? And obviously, yeah. like Mikey said, he was a big influence on Wayne's life, but like Wayne was the big influence on the hockey community and in, in hockey. Right. So it's just, it's crazy to see like the, the support that they got and like all the, the, um, like mentions and, and everything when he actually did pass for, for him not being necessarily like the, the big person, like the big, uh, I'm losing my words here, but it was anyways, nice to yeah. hear. I like, like Mike said, totally. the stories were nice. The stories were really nice and they all came out. They flooded my newsfeed that night and yeah, yeah, to see PK Subban and people speak out, especially from the Ontario hockey community and who grew up yeah. there, to mm-hmm. hear about to hear their stories were like I didn't read too many, but I, like I, you know it was touching. Yeah, it was it was touching to read, and and obviously he'll be missed. And I heard there was a great service for him. So yeah, yeah, yeah it was definitely uh, on our minds. He was in the hospital for a few weeks, so it was. I think they must have seen it coming a little bit. 
So that kind of, I guess, that got them prepared and everything. But yeah, Wayne delivered a great speech a couple of days ago and touching thoughts, for sure. Yeah, thoughts all out to the Gretzky family and everybody that uh, he touched around the world. Yeah, agreed. Rest in peace. Moving on. Yeah, boys, we got we got some hits. We got some discussion to drop in about. Yeah, straight to the hits. Even straight even before hits. before the the pod, we had uh, some nice discussions over uh, the Facebook chats or the group chats, and oh, yeah. we we're getting we we're getting pretty heated. So I, I love it. I want to want to get into yeah. it. Yeah, it was a big week too. It was like pretty quiet. It had been pretty pretty disciplined. Like I hadn't seen a lot of this, and then all of a sudden, bang, bang, bang. Yeah. People were really like three, three or or the the main three that we're gonna bring up. They all kind of happened in like the one night, no? I think it was like, like yeah, like a, uh, the, the next seventh, day, seventh, third, and uh, yeah, third, seventh, and fifth. So uh, two days apart. Okay, well, yeah, yeah. All, all so I mean, all in the week, yeah. That's crazy. Do you want to go in order, or do you want to go in the number of <laughs> games? What? Yeah. <laughs> uh, whatever. I mean, let's go. First was was uh, Little Mac. So yeah. First so, one's a superstar. I want to take that. Yeah, Joachim Blickfeld, um, new to the new to the NHL, fourth fourth career game. Uh, they're down, I think, one or two nothing at the time, third period. Sharks aren't really doing much, and he comes in. McKinnon dumps it in. It's just all all chin. Nothing, nothing really too much to debate there. Uh, it was it was fairly dirty. Didn't really catch anything other than McKinnon's chin. Yeah. I think the only debate on was how many games. I don't think there was any problem with the penalty, at least from my side. I don't know what you guys think, but looks like he yeah. missed his mark. Yeah, definitely did. Yeah, like, it doesn't look intentional, but it doesn't look like, an, especially on a superstar, laying a shoulder on a chin like that. You really, you really see his chin pop too from the side angle. Oh yeah, it pops right out yeah. the other side like a like a punch to the face. So. Yeah, I don't know. You, you got to discipline that because you can't have that in the game. And you can't have that on star players. You. Should, you don't want players to have to step in and things to get more dangerous after that. And the way to ensure that doesn't happen, I think, is to give a suspension. What was he given on that? He was he was given two games. Okay, so he got um, two. I'm pretty. I made a joke on Twitter when we posted the hit. I was like, give him 29 games, and a couple of people took yeah. that pretty literal. Had <laughs> 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 some good discussions. I was like, okay, I don't actually think. I think I think two is pretty fair. I agree. It wasn't like the Young hardest guy, right? hit, right? Sophomore or something. You said yeah, yeah. rookie four games. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Pardon me. Oh yeah. Played Fresh. for Por- played for Portland for a while. Okay. Yeah. Um, Portland boy. But yeah, I I it wasn't the hardest hit, so I can definitely see that it wasn't gonna top like four more games or anything like that. Pretty clear cut though, hey. Yeah. I think, but I think that this clear. one's probably. I think we can all agree this one's. At least yeah, you're getting one or two or something. Yeah, I think yeah, I, I think, think it was. What was the penalty? Do you remember? Match. Yeah. Match penalty. Uh, they instantly I, called I, it a match, not even like a five in a game, which it's a bit higher. The play on the ice too, like it's a, it happens so fast, it's hard to call always these headshots. But yeah, I but, think they nailed it. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. The, the unfortunate thing is McKinnon's out. He was like before concussion. The, I, I, it's got to be before the next game. He was like potentially going to be back and having no problems in anything, and then he missed the game, and then the next game. They're like, oh yeah, he's back, and then for whatever reason, like an hour before puck drop, he got scratched, and now they're huh. saying he's gonna be out a couple more games. So I think any symptoms and stuff kind of just developed over time, and they weren't prevalent right away. Yeah. So that happens with concussions too. Yeah, it's, yeah, they, they don't just pop out. Like, they're you don't so get different, hit and then you're like, oh, I'm concussed. You like, you could just sit for 
like a few days even and have no idea and then all of a sudden yeah you're like it oh, hits shit. you yeah yeah how many conkeys you guys had one any one two yeah I mean, two i've yeah. had two i think as well yeah i remember not I fun it's not fun no it's all. not fun it's not fun all you do is you just like fucking sit around and you just kind of wait you know Oh man, and like waking up from my my first one was rugby in grade eight, and like man, waking up was so crazy. It was hilarious. Like thinking back, it was so funny because it was like my one. We we're such it was our first game. No one knew what we were doing. I ran into my best friend Kiefer. That's how it happened. <laughs> I like collided nice. with him running the wrong way. Yeah, both of us just looking up, like looking at the play. We ran into each other. It was so unorganized. And then um. I like I I came to and my mouth guard was on the ground so I popped it in rolled over and some big kid on the other team just fell on me and then I woke up and I was like and I was getting shook by my by our huge rugby coach and he's like he's Jesus. like he's like hey what you have for breakfast this morning and I was like oh I was like what day is it and he's like he's like oh yeah it's not okay and then and then he's like hey just sit down and then it was like we had some people there because it's our first game at home kind of thing and I'll never forget this girl like took my school bus forever Michelle she comes over with like everybody like there's like 10 or 12 of them and they're like no one tell them how bad it looks hey Tyler <laughs> like my lip was like I looked like Bubba Gump my lip was like huge <laughs> My dad drove me to the hospital, and there was three other rugby players in there, and we're all just like nodding at each other. It was hilarious. Yeah, my lip was huge. But anyway, conkeys suck. Conkeys suck. Yeah, they do. Mine wasn't that bad, that's for sure. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't a great coach? story. What? Coach grabbing you and shaking you. Is Not. Like the it wasn't. Last it wasn't. It wasn't that bad. But I, like that's why I came to was him like holding me up, and I was like, "What the fuck's going on?" Like, uh, like Matthew the truck picking up Stutzler. Oh, yes, that was good. So, that was a dive, though. It was a dive. He got called that for was it. That was a dive. Yeah, true, but... yeah, my You know, you know Chuck's got to do something. Oh, you know yeah. he's got to do something. My concussion wasn't that bad. It was, like, my first one, so I didn't really realize that I had a concussion. It was the finals of our hockey game. Um, like, second period or something like that. Going back into the corner, and I'm going to, like, body the guy along the boards, and he eats it and falls down. Nice. And like as I'm turning, so I trip over him and smoke the back of my head on the boards, and just like I don't have too much memory about it, but um, just like shooken up, obviously. Then we went off for the second intermission, and I like, took off my helmet, and I was like, "Fuck, my head hurts." But I was like, yeah. "Oh, it's probably just like a head headache, you know." Yeah. So I went out for the third, head. like not great. <laughs> it was it was not up to up to par, but I think we won like thirteen one, so it wasn't. Uh, wasn't too much of a detriment, nice. but yeah, that was. When was this? Uh, maybe last year, midget, maybe. Oh, okay. Somewhere along that that time, ended up scoring one in our own net. That was fun. <laughs> after <laughs> after the concussion, I'm like, no way, really? Yeah, I got the I got the puck behind our net, <laughs> and I'm and I'm setting up for the breakout, and I see a guy like far side go across. So I come up to the forehand side, and I'm about to just. Absolute tape to tape pass across the ice, oh my and God. right off the goalie's skate, he comes out like a little bit, and right off his skate. No in our own way! <laughs> and I was like, "Shit!" Well, it was like eight nothing at the time, so I was like, "I don't feel too bad," but like, yeah, I'm so an idiot. <laughs> Who'd you look at first, way. attendee? Oh yeah, I was like, "Dude, yeah, oh hey, how you doing?" That was that was an assist. Is that, waiting is that to your happen. skate? <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, that's so funny. Who was your goalie? Uh, I think it was Jordan Vanderhein. Uh, Vander Hayden 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 yeah yeah fair enough that's so funny yeah it was a good time anyways yeah <laughs> next hit uh, yeah, next hit next we're on hit. 
Okay, so we got McKinnon out. Uh, next one was Tom, Tom Wilson. Tom Boy Wilson. Fuck, man. Just this, Steve this was so bad. Is this his first one of the season? Second. First one of the season. Oh, that's pretty good for him. No, not bad, you know. I yeah, probably had the over on that one impressed. for games. So. <laughs> <laughs> How many games did he play? Oh, 18 maybe. Almost everyone. Yeah. I think some of this stems from Trent Frederick and Ovi's little, little tussle. Yeah. I don't know if you saw that, but. True. Frederick was like. Was getting, that that game? Uh, I think it was the next game after that. Okay. But Frederick got into Ovi's kitchen a little bit, and Ovi gives him the biggest can opener, fucking blade to that the nards. Was nasty. Oh. You got the you see the quote there? No, I was just I was just testing. The media asked him about what he was doing. He said, "I was just testing testing the flex on my new stick." And then there's a like when you when you look at the picture, it is so like it looks now. You see how flexed it is, and you're like, "Oh man." That is savage. On Obi doing that, my yeah. god, dude. Yeah. And then, uh, and then Frederick goes same. after him at the end of the game. Yeah. And he's like wanting to scrap, and he drops his glove, and he grabs onto Obi, and Obi's just like, "What? Like what? What is this kid doing?" And it's like, I don't know. You should, if you're can opening a guy like that, I think, I think you deserve to answer the bell a little bit. Answer the bell, yeah. Well, I found it. We didn't didn't you have flashbacks when he knocked out that uh, Sveshnikov? <laughs> Wasn't that yeah, who it was? It was Sveshnikov, yeah. That's what I thought of right away. I was like, oh, he's going to, oh, no. I was like, he's going to do it to him again. I was <laughs> oh, like, here, no. here it comes. Here comes that right slugger, the kiss of death. But no, he didn't give it to him. I'm like, he's yeah. just a boy. But no, yeah. he didn't. Thank God he didn't do it. That's what I was, I was hoping he was going to do last time. But I think he just, the wires were crossed last time. And I'm kind of glad I didn't see it. I see what you mean, yeah. though. Like, maybe you own one because what you did wasn't right. But, but like, yeah, like, Fred. I get is, that. He's he's coming to his role of like being a pest. Like he's he's that played it pretty well. well. Yeah, I really really like his game. Um and then obviously all that happened the day before, so they play against each other and I think it was either the same shift or the shift right before that Tom Wilson took like two healthy runs at Frederick. So Wilson's yeah. just getting his blood boiling. No, it was the same shift. I just watched same. the uh I just okay. watched the clip. Yeah, and he like throws a big there was a big hippie on the on the boards right by the bench, and then he yeah. like, takes a big run at him in their zone, and then it, like the puck goes down, and Carlos got it in the corner. Yeah, when she just like elbows him in the fucking nose. Yeah, it was like at first I was like, oh, maybe he didn't catch head, and then he just head hit head head on the boards, but it's like uh, cool. Carlos' arm goes up, and then like it catches Wilson, but Wilson just goes fall all the way through his head. Yep, like it was. Not a great hit. <laughs> no, no, it's it's rough to it's rough to see the reaction, man. Like it's definitely such a bad look. And I know Carlo was taken to the hospital after. Yeah, he's still out. He's out a while. Yeah, playing for a while. Yeah. It's At least he was released from hospital, so that's good. But yeah, Wilson gets uh, seven games. Why was it so high, man? Dude, it's oh, all hands, all holy to the head. Shit. Fine, it's Tom Wilson. And he brings it up. It's like oh, he yeah. brings it up. And he's pretty, like, he's fucking tall. Like, it doesn't yeah. take much to get up there for him either. Like, so is Carlo, but. Man, if it's, if it's any other nasty. player, though, I, like, my thought is if it's any other player, it's, like, m- maybe max four games, I would say. But because it's Tom and he's a repeat offender. The, the, Fair enough. But that's got to make you think if he gets another bad one this season, it gets double digits. Got to be. Yeah. Yeah. 
could be it's bad definitely. too. It's funny Was watching he... like the the live hit. It looks like he barely clips them. It, but yeah, it looks but like, it's but it's straight ahead. It I was looks like the he like thing. it looks like he like clips the shoulder and then just like rolls off of him into the boards and then like Carlo just drops and it's like okay that I'm gonna need to see a second view on this one because didn't look too bad and then you see the actual view and everything that happened and oh boy yeah when I saw it, when I saw it first time I didn't think it was just fine I was like I didn't think it was that bad I it was my first reaction and then watching it a couple of times different angles it really shows how, how dirty it was yeah and. Yeah, I, I agree. I think four or five him. for like a first time offender. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then he gets to seven. It's pretty not it's just it's pretty nasty though. Like you go shoulder anything, get lower, like I don't know. There's no effort to to not hurt that guy. No, there's definitely not his 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 blood's definitely boiling from it, Yeah, fair a enough. A lot of things. So him getting so yeah. many minutes and being who he is on that line, like getting so many minutes, isn't he still first? Or is it, uh, he was playing it'll be a mean, long he's, time he's, he's back and forth but for, yeah. yeah for a second yeah. Man, him in that top six alone like he's out there so much like it's just it must be yeah it must be hard to play that especially yeah when there's when there's bad blood on the ice yeah. that would be nasty I wonder, that, okay, I wonder if uh, player safety takes into account it's a 56 game season that's what I thought mm-hmm. about too and I, do, I think they do I think I honestly I think they do, just based on what we're seeing. Okay, okay, hasn't Wilson had that like that other huge one? Didn't he get like a massive because he wrote, he had like a couple Celsius in a year and they gave him like a fat. I could have sworn because because I was like, man, he he's like the only guy who's like he's like the example. Like you should know by now, sort of thing. So you got to think, even if it's a shortened season, like if you were to do something again in a in a short season, they might just. I swear to God, he's gotten a big one, like twenty seventeen games or seventeen or twenty games or something. No. Um, I could have sworn he missed playoffs or something, and, were, and they, or like, or it was in playoffs, and he missed like the start of next season or something. He got he got twenty games there in, in October of twenty eighteen. Oh, so early, yeah. but yeah, I don't know. Like he said, some oh, nasty I just ones it again. Yeah, what did the that fair. one? Yeah, <laughs> I totally forgot about it. Like Sunquist is coming across the blue line, takes a shot oh, into the yeah. as he like walks into the zone. And then, like, Wilson comes from the complete opposite side down the ice and just gets head. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Oh. He's done some nasty ones. And, yeah, that's what, that's what I mean. Like, get that shit out of the game. Like, you can be an enforcer. Yeah. You're going to do that. Like, uh, a million other ways. Punch the guy in the face. Makes me think of, um, <laughs> makes me think of Rafi Torres. Like, yeah, just throwing nasty yeah. shots. Yeah. Yeah, and he was suspended, like, 41 games for a hit on Jakob Silverberg. Uh, in like 2017, I think. Was on Silverberg um, like, too? Young guy. Yeah. Yeah, so it was uh, like shoulder to the chin, basically. And like at first glance, like like full speed, full speed doesn't look bad at all. Like, I mean, it looks it looks bad, but it, like it doesn't look like, oh, he like intentionally threw his hands up into his face and like wanted to sucker him. It was, it was like a, an accident. His shoulder caught his chin. But uh, when you slow it down, it's it's bad. It's really bad. Okay, you guys want to move to the big one? Yeah, March seventh. March seventh. Connor the Murphy, most, the most debatable one, I think. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Connor Murphy. And like, yeah. Uh, tie game, second period. Uh, you're right, right, dead, dead halfway through the game, and this massive hit coming behind the net. Uh, doesn't catch him clean. Like I don't know, it doesn't catch him how he wants to. Can't adjust the way he the way he wants to at that speed, and he gets this awkward hit that results in a penalty, and they gave him a five. Yeah, they gave him a five in a game. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, it was weird how we were like all watching that game. Hey, yeah, it's uh, like <laughs> we're like never watching the same game at the same time. Like I'll be like, oh yeah. look at this Rangers game. Ty's like, oh yeah, look at the Pens game. And it's like <laughs> this time Taylor's like, oh you see that Chernak hit? And it's like, yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, and then we yeah, and then we just started going. We all got we all got the angles and and we watched a bunch and and. Dude, we didn't. We don't have. We don't have a sussy on that, do we yet? No, nothing yet. Nothing. Or it should be. It should be released Tuesday tomorrow. But as of right now, it's just uh, our decision, pretty much. <laughs> it's up to us. It's up to, it's up us. to the hosers. The NHL has contract us out, and then, the hosers, you know, they're gonna rely on us for the suspension call. <laughs> the hosers disciplinary panel. Let's go. Um. Oh, I love it, man. I don't know if I I don't know if I suspend him for that. I think I make I make the same hit and I think he comes in he comes in low. Everyone in the play is so low. And like I don't know. I I don't even I, he it doesn't look like he leaves his feet until after he makes contact. And almost yeah. looks like he does it to save himself off his on his balance and just go into the boards cuz they're both just going so fast. The play is so quick too. Yeah. In a dead even game. Where, where the puck is being stolen from the defensive team in their zone. Like, you got to make a play fast. Yeah, I don't know. What did you guys think? Would you suspend him? And how many, if so? Uh, yeah, I was I was really struggling with this. Like I, When I brought it up to you guys, I thought it was pretty bad. Um, at, after debate, I think you guys uh, were both unsure or like like thinking it was kind of clean i thought it was really dirty um and yeah i think for myself like i was struggling with if i was uh like biased and like it's tampa bay so uh oh yeah don't give the guy like six games mike like the mckinnon hit right like give him 29 (laughs) games because he's he's mckinnon and it's my team makes total Um, sense yeah but i don't know after like Thinking about it, talking about it, um, looking at it more, I think maybe like a one or two game suspension. Um, like his chin did, or his shoulder did catch his chin, uh, even if he was trying to like stop up, didn't jump, uh, or whatever. Like end of the day, you hit the, hit a guy in the head, no matter what the play. Like that's kind of the the disciplinary action. Is it like a one or two game suspension anyway? So that's my thought. Yeah, it's it's tough because like. Obviously, you don't want to have headshots in the league, but like, yeah, Chernak's coming around the, coming around the net, like, shoulders facing Murphy, yeah. so head down for head Murphy for Murphy down. to hit a shoulder, it's pretty hard. He basically has to clip him. You yeah. can't just like he's not going at an angle where most hits are happening, where you can just shoulder to shoulder. So he's basically got to go shoulder to chest, and it's, I mean, everybody who skates is going to have their head a bit ahead of their shoulders. Yeah. So kind of catching head and chin areas it's kind of like a football tackle you know when football like they rule like oh you can't have you can't lead with your head you can't lead with the crown of your helmet you gotta lead with your arms and shoulders but like what happens when you leave with your arms and shoulders your head goes with it so it's kind of like you can't do one without the other yeah no it makes sense yeah like like ty said he doesn't doesn't really leave his feet until after it's kind of just the carry the carry of the hit and the the velocity that he's going and stuff like that. I don't know. I can see a suspension. Like Me too. I'm, I'm not going to be like, Oh, he got suspended. Cause for that it hit. looks, like, it looks so bad, but I yeah. still think that that's like, I think that's, I honestly think that that, that that's whiplash. That his head is whiplash. 
He gets bodied. Just straight. I like, man. If that's Chin, that is so, like the bottom. Like, because Murphy tries to get low, but it's hard to get lower than Cernak. When you look at how low he is already, it is. And and Cernak's head is dead down. If I'm a defender and my pocket, the puck just got stolen from my my partner, I'm not gonna not hit that guy. Like, and and you're not gonna hit the side of him because he's just gonna if he gets around you, like, you're out of position. He's whizzing by. You guys are both stuck behind the net. Like, I don't know. It's a huge... You, you have to get him there. I don't know. Yeah, I, you have to hit him. Yeah, I I wouldn't suspend That's my him. biggest thing. You have to hit him there. That's the hockey play. You hit yeah, him. exactly. Because then if you're like, oh, I'm too worried about hitting a shoulder, he's definitely by you. Like, yeah, no, you can't double think it. You, yeah, there's no way you think of that. And then and then you're caught behind the net. The defender, your partner, is behind the net as well. And Chernak's going out in front with Stamco sitting in front of the net waiting for a one-timer. I honestly think the whole play pans out, the whole play pans out how it should as from a hockey sense. Because he takes the hit. He gets it. It looks like an old Cronwell hit. It looks like when Cronwell would catch so many guys like dead clean, dead in the chest, usually on like a clear or something. Yeah. And he and and they would go down, and that guy got stormed. There would be line brawls all the time in Detroit. I remember thinking, and they'd be like, "Oh!" Like, and then when they talk about it, they go, "It'd usually be controversial because they looked savage, and that was yeah. usually what it was. Like they looked so fucking brutal, especially with yeah. your team, man. I I got the first thing I thought when I saw this hit was. If it was a Calgary player, I jumped to his defense because, like, yeah. it's so hard to see this happen to someone, especially someone who, like, mean, means more to you than, like, the rest of the players, but as bad as that sounds. But, no, it, it was bristle. I imagine, like, you see this play on the It's a hockey play. Big hit. Pretty clean. Like, even as clean as you can get it. But I wouldn't suspend him. Well, especially, I just, like... I just sorry sorry to cut in. I don't think it's enough head. That's all I'm thinking. Yeah. Like, one of my biggest pet peeves with, like, the NHL... Not like the actual NHL itself, but like the players and stuff are retaliatory fights on clean hits. I think like some if someone gets blown up, and you're like, I gotta fight this guy. I'd say, okay, like let's just calm it down a little bit. Looking at this hit, like if I'm Stamkos sitting like back door, kind of a little bit up below the goal line, and I see Chernak going, and I see Connor Murphy just fly over him, and Chernak's being down, I'm totally going after Murphy. And you know it's it looked it, like a such a bad hit, probably from Stamkos' angle, like really bad. Oh yeah. And this is not one I'm gonna like anybody on Tampa. I totally respect and expect them to to go after Murphy for that hit because it looked so bad. There used to be players in the game that were so good at doing this like decently clean that like not get like that enough that they wouldn't get called on it. And they could lay, like, blockbuster, massive hits in neutral ice. People like Dion Phaneuf and Cromwell, who would just label people. Scott Stevens. Like, those guys kind of got... He took a lot of penalties, but... Those guys, um... They, they like, added something to the game, and it's kind of... It's not... It's, I don't know. It's, it's definitely not around like it used to be. There's not players like that. There's not those big hitters that just do that and label people, because it's usually called now. But a play like that, especially, like, man, you make that hit. It's the almost one- like if you... If you see how, like a superstar coming across mid-ice and you have the hit, like you almost got to take it. If it's center yeah. ice, you got to take it. The one hit that just reminds me of this is Zadorov's hit when he was on Colorado on Mark Shifley at like the the Jets blue line. Shifley's like coming up the ice flying and and Zadorov does not move his feet. He just he just stands there and just clocks Shifley. Shifley does like a backflip. Zadorov for being huge gets charged by like three Jets guys and gets two for charging. Which, you know, either is you're moving your feet for too much or you're jumping. And he literally was flat-footed the entire time and just absolutely steamrolled him and got uh, got, got by two guys. 
<laughs> oh my god! Like I, it's fun, and look at the reaction too. Yeah. And, and in a Canadian, or, is it? Yeah, no, it's in the yeah, it's in it's Pepsi in, it's in Colorado, yeah. Holy shit, <laughs> dude! The buddy does like fucking three spins, <laughs> two. I don't know. My god. Yeah, yeah, but that's what I mean. If it's clean, there's an absolute like that's that's what it's all about, man. For some people, especially watching it like when I when I was watching at home and I was a Flames fan watching Fnuff, I lived for that shit. Like yeah. it'd fire you up. You'd see everyone go at it, and it was like, and sometimes it was needed to see, but it was a part of the game. And if it wasn't clean, it was a different story. But I just think like I thought that one was clean, and I think that these hits kind of run around like they used to. But when they do, it's a hockey play, and you can kind of I feel like you can really tell when it's not. I feel like sometimes you can that like that's a fucking headshot. Sometimes you know, like the Tom think, Wilson hit. Yeah, like I don't think that was yeah, like yeah. Okay. You see a reaction like that and shit. You're like, oh god, like right away. You're like, right, so, something's not right here. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I, I think I agree. Like I think, um, Connor Murphy wasn't like it wasn't intentional. He wasn't going for Cernak's head, and like he doesn't deserve to be suspended for like his intention to hit Cernak in the head. But at the same time, like. I disagree with you when you say that it's whiplash, and I think that he did catch him in the chin. Fair. Yeah. We'll see, though. I'm, I think I'm, very I think I'm, like, to see I think I'm in the middle of you guys. Like, I'm pretty sure he, like, I, I think he hit him in the, in the head. I just don't know how it's avoidable. Like, yeah. if you're trying to lay a hit like that, I'm not too sure how you can get around it without, like, getting really low for whatever reason and, like, right. Going like how how else do you hit hip check? Yeah, That's going like ribs into so. Chernak's like stomach. Yeah, but uh, if it's a hip check and he like f- topples over you, like does like yeah. six spins, like that Matt Duchesne hit from yeah. way back. Uh, if you get too low, then it's a, then it's clipping and yeah, you get in the say, knees and tripping penalty. Yeah, and he literally intersects him like right behind the net where Buddy's got nowhere to go. He's got one lane. Murphy's just got to guess like where he's going to be in a four foot span. I don't know. Yeah. It's definite trolley tracks behind there. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. Like, you're right on the rails, yeah. I bet you Shurnak won't be um, dumping chasing it much uh, yeah. <laughs> much more. That was, that was my <laughs> Is he out? Like, well, he's a defenseman, so he's probably not no, doing that fine. much anyways. <laughs> yeah, anyway. You got I, it! I was so yeah, yeah. confused. I, like, <laughs> I was watching Wheel! Wheel! <laughs> Just sends it up. I saw the Just one, and I thought thing. it was Stamkos, and I was like, No. Like, please no. He's had so many like unfortunate injuries. Like please, yeah. yeah and you know what? That would be a completely different story too. If we were talking about a hit on Stammer right now behind the net, I'd have a definitely different reaction because it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be about. It would be about more than that. Ties like fifty games easy. Just well, that's just that's just the that'd be fucked. That's just like hitting Mac. Yeah, it's not different. You got to think about it because those guys could have targets. Anyway, is that enough about hits? You guys got more? Um, uh, no, I'm good. I'm good for hits. One last, not really a hit, but a play. Brett Pesci, center oh, ice. Puck is uh, nowhere to be seen. They're, I think they're both going off for a change, and he just comes in and slew foots Robbie Fabry and just not subtle at all. Just a huge kick to the back of the legs, big swipe. And uh, I don't know if it was real or fake, but I just saw it on maybe Instagram, but Brett Pesci's dad tweeted about it. He's like, ooh, that wasn't great, Pesci. <laughs> I don't know if it was real. I saw it and I totally forgot about it, so I can't confirm it was if it was actually Brett Pesci's dad or not. But yeah, it was uh, it was pretty funny. That's, that is Man, pretty it's funny. so funny how Fabry gets that like little hit on him, and he's like, "You fuck," and he just yeah. like that's, that's such a dirty move to <laughs> it's him. So dirty. Yeah, I honestly I wouldn't be like mad about giving him a game. 
No, I me neither. Like, that yeah. that shouldn't be in the game. No. That shouldn't be in the game. You should learn I mean, a lesson there. That's, like, the complete opposite of what we're talking about. Like, not a hockey play. Like, yeah. It doesn't yeah. Really need to be in, in the game for any reason. Nobody, like, is defending that. Like, oh, you know what? Maybe. I, I could see what he was doing on the play, you know? He's, like, just a huge swoop in the back of the leg. Oh, yeah. Just just Detroit getting thrown down more for no more penalty. <laughs> Love it. Um, boys, I got some I got some stats on uh, my guy behind me, Andre Vasilevsky. Oh, stat guy, uh, That well, it was it's from Dmitry Filipovich, so uh, don't don't credit me too too quickly. But um, this was a couple days ago, so he's played two more games. Uh, he so okay, I'll just go off the stats. <laughs> but uh, nineteen games played, fifteen wins. Um, he has a total of 31 goals against uh, overall save percentage of a 939, uh, 955 on five save percentage, um, plus 15 goals saved above ex- expected. Yeah, I'm glad you uh, and he on uh, in the tweet he had stopped 91 straight shots uh, in in the last like 226 minutes. 200. Minutes and twenty six seconds. Yeah, you had that back to back shutouts, right? Yeah, um, man, the guy's on fire. Like Tampa Bay's a really good team, and like their their lineup is fairly deep. Uh, without Kucherov, it hurts for sure, um, and they're lacking. I would say like right defense. Like they need they need another D man back there. But man, Andre Vasilevsky is just like the cherry on top of a of a very good deep team that i just love watching it's just such a treat <laughs> that's the uh that's the main thing about the gold saves above expected stat like yeah. you look at vasilevsky's numbers and you can just be like yeah well it's tampa like yeah no, totally. but like he's saving he's leading the league <laughs> in goal saves above expected and it's yeah. not even like close he's i think the only one in double digits and i think second is that like anywhere from seven to nine depending on yeah. the uh the site that you use and whoever's compiling all the data but yeah, the fact it's that, insane. Yeah, like every night that you watch him, he makes like an unreal desperation, a desperation save. Like it's, it's stupid. It's uh, yeah, and he's not playing like horrible teams either. No, like they shut out Carolina, like what a week and a half ago or something like that. Yeah. Um, Florida's been lights out. Yeah, that division yeah, is so weird to try and figure out right now. Yeah, half <laughs> of them are. Holy like, shit. especially like Dallas. Yeah. They. Oh no, I guess they they came back, but like, they either shut out or stomped Carolina maybe four days ago, and then yesterday they're down like three nothing to Nashville, and it's like what, what, how? And then they obviously yeah. came back and lost in a shootout, but like, just I don't under I don't know what to figure out on it. like. I know Tampa and Carolina are good. Detroit's garbage. And like every other team in that division, I have no idea. Yeah, it's true. Chicago is hit and miss. Uh, Tampa, obviously really good. Carolina is like, should be incredible, but hasn't been. Florida is like on fire and like, who knows if they can withstand it or keep it up. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's bizarre, man. Every game Tampa plays, it's like, oh, like, they could lose. They lost the other night to Chicago in overtime, and I was, like, I did not expect that. It looks like Chicago's been giving them the most trouble. Yeah. Seems like. Yeah, every team has the problems. Like, 
every good team has the bad team problem. Tampa's yeah, is for sure. Tampa's is Chicago. Uh, Boston's apparently to be uh, appears to be the Devils. Yeah. Um, the Leafs is the Sens. Yeah, it's true. And, yeah, it's and just, the Canucks apparently. <laughs> um. Oh yeah, Tampa. So it it's so close to top three right now in that division. Tampa thirty six yeah. points, twenty three games. Carolina thirty five points, twenty four games, and Florida thirty four points, twenty four games. So they're all within nice. two points of each yeah. other with basically the same amount of games. It's crazy. Yeah, and and who saw like did any of us say that Florida was going to be up there? Top I think I had I think I had them third. Really? Yeah. Maybe wow. I had them fourth, but I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure I wanted to believe in Bobrovsky, but oh, right I had them fourth. It. I had Florida third. I had them no fourth. Way, I said really? goalies can do it. Yeah, they're <laughs> they, nice. and they can't, but they're still yeah. winning. Well, yeah. Yeah, that, that's time, that's the time of guarantee. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> Fuck's sake! All right, is Bobrovsky even playing? Uh, yeah, like a little bit, not no, here and there, not when they're winning. You know, yeah, <laughs> the losses. He's Fuck's sake! <laughs> the twelve million dollar anchor. Whatever the hell he is, but yeah, man, nine hundred save percentage, three hundred two goals against. Yikes! Eight two and two Not though, fun. because Florida, their Florida. offense. <laughs> That's funny, dude. That um, division is just like that. All the offense is just fucking through the roof for those top teams. Dude, I don't think the Jackets can do it. No. How fun? They, How funny is that though? Offense. How funny is that? Like, I, I, I don't know if the Stars can catch up. I guess they could, but they can, but like. Dude, the Hawks look so good. Yeah. Like, to knock them out of that bubble spot, I don't. I can't really see anyone doing that. The top four teams look so good in this. Like it's just black and white. Yeah, and the bottom if, have not looked good. No. Yeah. yeah black. Yeah. No. Yin and yang, dog. If if Patrick Kane continues to like tear it up and Kirby Doc is back in like probably I would say two weeks. Dude, I, I, he's you think so? Two, two, maybe three weeks. Yeah, he's skating. He skated today. Um. So you never know. But man, if he's back, like, no, I would not yeah. rush him back. But I honestly wait till playoffs, almost. Yeah, that's fair. Honestly, I mean, they could bring him back right away. But what's the, the Kaner's doing it? The Central Division is so much of what we expected the West to be. Mm. Like three great teams, yeah, one a, one a bit worse than the other two, <laughs> and then like a couple bubble teams, and then three trash. Yeah, yeah. and it's sure. like that's kind of how it's shaping out a little bit. And the West has the Kings and the Yoes fighting on the bubble there. Yeah, no, you're dead on, though. It is totally backwards from what we thought in those two. Yeah, and then the West is just all up for grabs. Vegas has played well, but they got shut out by Minnesota today, and Colorado hasn't looked great. I mean, nobody in that division has really looked great. Vegas has looked pretty solid. Dude, Vegas looks good. And Minnesota still keeps the climb and keeps climbing. Vegas looks good with their Vegas shirt, and Tampa look nuts. Well, yeah, but everybody, you know, everybody gets one. <laughs> I don't know. They don't lose often, and when and they look fucking good night to night. Yeah, I'd say I'd say Toronto, Tampa are top of the league, and are the teams to kind of beat. Obviously, Toronto less so because they can't win against shitty teams. Man, sorry, just like hop all over these random spots. But I'm looking at the divisions. It's so hard. Yeah, so I, the, the Islanders are winning the East. Yeah, they've won five in a row, and they're under 500 on the road. <laughs> they're 10 0 and two at home. Five nuts. five game win streak, dude. Five game win streak. 10 0 and two at home. That's nuts. I mean, it's pretty hard to to lose to the Sabers. 
right? That's like true. They played yeah. the Sabres three games in a row. But they were all they were also the best team in February. Yeah. In terms of points, yeah. uh, they were they were number one, and they've just it'll Not be interesting to, mention, to see like, when they play Boston uh, tomorrow. That'll be a good game. I won't watch it, but it'll be a good game. <laughs> yeah, it'll be like two nothing. Buffalo is just another tire pumper, man. They're just like Ottawa. Just another fucking tire pumper yeah. in another different division. Can we but talk that, about the like those three games? Like all three games finished five two. Yeah. Like what? How did that? How does that even happen? I was I was shocked. We were we were looking at I was looking at Hoser's pick of the day, and I was like, how did I not pick the third game? How did I not pick the Islanders to beat the Sabers five two? Like that pisses me off. What about that Barzell goal? Oh, oh Jesus, dude. man! Easily goal of the year, I'd say. No, God, I don't know. It's too early. We're we're made away. Honestly, the yeah. only thing that the only thing that knocks it down a little bit for me is he didn't raise the puck through his legs. He couldn't. It was a muff. Uh, that was I know. a muffin. Like, oh, I know. He didn't. He didn't get what he wanted, but he was off balance. Like that guy's a master of edge work. So yeah, he just gets back, gets back on his balance best he can, and gets the goalie to totally follow him. And and man, he can't get under it. First thing I thought too was that I was like, did he lift it? I was like, that was right in the ground, but it was just like right in. It also doesn't look like it has any like any pepper. Like no, it's got the none. goalie's goalie's just so beat. And yeah, it's a, it's a muff, which I that's why I think it's not gonna be goal of the year, but. Only thing, but literally that's the only thing. He muscled out, muscled the dude, risked the line in, just massive defender, still coming off COVID, I guess. I don't know. It was like he was like five steps behind Bristol line too. I'm just watching. It. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Just fucking coming in, passing like a pedestrian, just walking right by. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was hilarious. It's and it's, it's the funniest part is when Ristolainen just burns a fucking tire. He's like, no, 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 yeah. and he's just <laughs> gone. And then it's like, and then it's like, oh, I hope he doesn't score. And he just threw the leg, muffs it in. It's like, ah, oh, it's Buffalo. Like of all the teams to get just sacked, just kicked in the nuts as hard as they can. Was that the third yeah. win in a row? Was that the third win in a row? Yeah. All yeah. So players. that's just yeah. they're just fucking flying high in confidence, and Barzell goes through the legs, muffing it in, and he was excited <laughs> about it. He was excited. Oh yeah. Man, you would be too. No, yeah, fuck. You see me, Sally? Yeah, I get excited. Yeah. I get excited when I muff in anything. I muff in a dirty rebound from Mike, and I'm freaking out. Yeah. Um, but no, Man, I don't know. It was it was a great goal. It was a great goal. Yeah. I, and like, honestly, it ranks up there. Just out-muscling a D-man that size looks so good. And then to finish yeah. it like that, like, yeah, I love that play. It's probably my, it's definitely my top four, top five through the leg goals. Which ones? Uh, which ones are up there for you? Like what? What? Uh, what three legs goals come come to your mind? Uh, man, Malik, that old one. Oh, uh, yeah. Can't even do the can't even remember his full name, but I, that's Merrick. like that's just Merrick. yeah. Thank you. That's just in my mind forever. And that beautiful old New York Rangers jersey with the Statue yeah, of Liberty dude. on it. Oh, in on Colzig. So, and he comes in, in on Colzig. <laughs> <Fakes the shot. laughs> this guy's just squealing like me, and he's just it's such a funny call. It's such, and then and then just the celly too, just pumping up the crowd. Like I, so that one's just so iconic to me that I love it. And then um, man, would other one stand out? I, I want to say that I could chuck one because I've never seen one come in that far and shoot. I've just never seen one through the legs like that. It's he so like, unorth- unorthodox. He like takes like the pass through his legs. Yeah, yeah. It's like a through, through, the, through the legs reception. What were you thinking on the play? Oh, it's just the easiest way I could take the pass. I was like, <laughs> yeah, it looks like it looks like you pulled your groin, but I mean, yeah. whatever you say, yeah. Yeah, I thought like a normal a normal forehand reception would have <laughs> been fine. But regular hey. day, regular yeah. day. That's just what I do. Um, Top of the circles. You know what? I think I should just get this through my legs and just rip yeah. it. I think that's the easiest way to get it going. A three on three. I got tons of space. 
Man, the uh, the Malik one, going back to it quickly, the like Go. one thing that made that goal, for me anyways, is the water bottle pop. Like oh. as he he puts it top cheese in the water bottle, just like continues to go. It's just odd. Man. Yeah, it's, just, yeah. it's so good. For sure, makes that goal like there's up there. The random like, um, like factors that had to go into that to get to that goal. It was like well, I don't know, fourteenth, fifteenth, sixteenth round or something like that. Malik is like a defensive defenseman. Like yeah, nobody ever expects that to happen. Like the craziness that ensued to get to that point <laughs> was just mind blowing yeah. in itself. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I don't like the player, but through the legs goals that I remember, Thomas Hurdle, his four goal game. Oh yeah, oh yeah, coming in, uh, cuts in bar down against uh, Lundqvist, I think. Yeah, rookie season. What the fuck? Yeah, four goal game. Was that was the it, fourth yeah, too? Got, I'm pretty it sure just, it was the fourth. Yeah, it was. Oh, who is that guy? The the Columbus one. That did the like? Wasn't it the clean? It was the cleanest thing. Sort of got it was like a break. Oh man, how did it go in? It was like a year or two ago. Some Columbus guy. I never remember this kid's name. Like I haven't heard of him since. Really, I don't. Couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you that. No, yeah. Well, whatever. Columbus, I'll get up. Go I can't. Ahead. I can't. Uh, I can't remember who the commentator was. Not Hurdle one, but or not Hurdle. Yeah, Hurdle. I get him and Meyer confused all the time. Mm-hmm. But they're like, oh, is this the new? I think he said, is this like the? Is this the new Merrick Malik or something like that? And I was like, um, no. I, I can't remember. <laughs> what, I can't remember what he said. And I was like, I was really annoyed at the comment. I was like, no, no thanks. Sonny Milano. Oh yeah, Sonny Milano. I would not have remembered that, but yeah, cause I find it such a good name too. But um, yeah, it was. It's a. It's a good one. It's so clean. I don't even remember, I remember the, scoring it, but I'll most. Take a look. I, I think you were the one who told. I, mean, I talked to you about it. I kind of swore, and I was like, ah, oh, like that was pretty nice. And then, and you're like, dude, that's like one of the cleanest ones I ever seen. Oh yeah, sworn. dude. I went. I went back to watch it, and I was like, oh, that's like disgusting. That's like. That reminds me of another one now, actually. Go ahead. Oh, team up. I knew this would happen. Sasha Barkov's against Carey Price. I was just going to say that. I was watching that one live, and I was like, no. Man, so filthy. I couldn't believe it. Who's? Barkov's. Oh, yeah. Was it it shootout? No, no, no. No. It was like a partial. It was a lot like Sonny Milano's. Like, defender on him a little bit. Kind of stops up and goes far side. But another one I'm remembering now. Connor McDavid's against uh, Dallas. He's like on the goal line. He like tucks it back. It looks like he goes through his leg, but he also it's doesn't so, look like he goes through his legs. And it's so in stride. Yeah, you like yeah. cannot tell. He's fucking. He's just skating so fast all the time. Oh. Even the way his Barkov receives that puck. Oh, yeah. that's nasty. That's disgusting. On price too. Man, there's one. Uh, from, there's so many. Uh, yeah, from quite a few years ago, but it's Sid. Uh, and he, it's like a, it's like a slap pass from, uh, your boy, Ryan Whitney. Uh, so it was a while ago. Uh, and Sid's got a stick out like this oh. and he literally just like deflects it between his legs into the empty net. So it's yeah. not, it's not like a shot, but he just like kind of like deflects but it's it. Disgusting. It's, so disgusting. Think, it's disgusting. I think, I think I just remembered my favorite. I, I've talked there with Malik for top three legs goals. Yeah. Christian Erhoff at the point. Sends it down to uh, to Henrik Sedin through the yeah. legs tip pass to Daniel Sedin who goes through the oh, legs. Oh no! Against Calgary, wasn't <laughs> against it? Against Kipper <laughs> on Kipper. That's a that's a seven two win, I believe. Seven two, seven three win. But that yeah, just like multi me, through the legs uh, pieces in that l- one. Yeah. Let me tell you something. That was a rough day at school for Tyler the next morning. Okay, <laughs> I was getting chirped every three steps away from my locker that day. 
feel like you got to go back to school now that the Canucks are bad. <laughs> yeah. Just to shit on all the kids. No, you were there uh, five years too early. And still beat me up. Yeah. <laughs> like They'd find something else. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Every time you're bringing up one of these plays, I'm literally watching the top ten between the legs of And they're uh, just coming the up. Time. Oh, yeah, yeah, every single time like Mike brought up the Barkov one, that's the one I was watching. Mike brought up the Sadine oh, one. Oh really? That's the one that was on. Yeah. Sadine one is so good. Yeah, I'm it was pretty fun. Trying to burn that out of my mind so many times. Um oh who is that one? Uh, I can't. I I won't be able to remember the player. But they were like they were coming give, in the right. Give me side. more. I, I can remember everything. They were coming in the right <laughs> side, and they like put it through the defenders' skates, pretty clean. And then they like lost it in their feet, and then kind of like stopped in front of the net, threw it behind the legs as they were kind of skating backwards, and went into the open net. <clears throat> I have no what idea was who it was. It was probably. Oh, you know who it was? It was Rick Nash. Let me look nice. it up right now. Good work. Rick Nash, the goal, is that it? Oh, yeah, it is. 2008. Oh, Jesus. <clears throat> yeah, man, that was such a nice goal. Man, there's so many now. There is. That's old, too, like, for, th- for through the legs. When was Malik? Oh, it wasn't through the legs. Never mind. Darn it. I thought it was, but he kicked it out to himself. Oh. <clears throat> Mike, do you remember Forsberg's against the Av? Is- I do. Like the nice juicy rebound by Grubauer and Forsberg puts it in. Uh, Merrick Malik's. I'm just curious. I don't not, know. Because I think you said to me once, and I and it made me really think about the legs goal. As 2005. Like, yeah, you were saying like that was such a weird time to come in and such a weird guy to do it. And it was like one of the first times we ever saw it. Certainly one of the most impactful times we ever saw it through the legs goal. And you were like, you were like, yeah, it's just funny because I wonder if he didn't do it then, like how long it would have taken for it to take off. And like be you know be like a, a trick that everybody used or everybody practiced and man even even that guy from Sweden in the World Juniors who was popping to an attorney and he's like a huge kid yeah yeah they were, and they were text they were textbook and Neil Alex Nylander loves that move Kachuk loves just receiving it popping it through the legs so yeah it's cool to see it incorporated all the time I think the Michigan will be like that soon too there'll just be so many guys that can yeah. just that can just chuck it out yeah because yeah the Malik one like you're saying was like the first one. Mm-hmm. And it's just like it had to go. What I don't know how many rounds it was, but like fifteen rounds just to get it. Like when? When would be the first time it happens if that went like a normal four rounds? Yeah. Yeah. Also, that was Ovechkin and Lundqvist rookie seasons. Wow. Damn. Damn. Which <laughs> kind of surprised me that Ovechkin and Lundqvist entered the league at the same year. Yeah, it's just weird to think right now where they both are. No, I think because Ovechkin would have joined it like eighteen, whereas Lundqvist probably was. I don't know, 23 maybe, 22. But Ovechkin definitely came in in the first year, so. Jesus, yeah, never mind. Lundqvist okay. is almost 40. Yeah. Yeah, dog. We're getting there, dog years. How old's Mike Smith? That guy's ancient. I think he's 41 maybe? Yeah, a bit older than that. For, I was just, fuck, let's look that up. 42? I don't know. <laughs> if I'm surprised, if it's something. It's like 28, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holy, holy hell. There was a there was a guy who was I I had that feeling I was always like oh this guy's like super old he's then, only thirty eight fuck it me. was like oh, twenty eight year old and I can't remember who the player was but it was a few years ago now and I was like wow this guy's like not old that I thought he was hmm. it happens every once in a while where you like I find they're in the league for so long yeah Mike Connor Zari you're welcome Connor Zari yeah my my boy 
that I hate. Yeah. Not that I hate. I, I like Connor Zari, but he was a he's a clone of Rocket Killer. And yeah, so you thought he was like yeah, 20 just, and he was 18. Yeah, yeah, just to give a bit of a backstory, we are talking about this year's draft. Otter Connor, obviously Connor Zari was a 2020 first rounder. And when I was looking at the draft, like rankings and stuff, I was like, Connor Zari, like, did he did he not get drafted last year? Like, did he not, was he like an overager this year or something like that? And yeah. just to find out that the kid was 17, the <laughs> like 40 years of heartbreak, it felt like he's been given the Rockets. I, I couldn't believe he was draft eligible and yeah. basically why the reason that I love the kid. It was a great pick. Speaking by the, of, by the flames. Speaking yeah. of the like draft. Pumping the flames tires. Yeah. You want to talk about the draft? Oh, I the do want to talk about the draft. The news begun on the draft perhaps? Yeah, unfortunately, some sad news. Yeah. Doesn't look like the double draft or the mega draft is going to happen. The mega yeah, draft. Too bad. The, uh... Elliot Freeman put it out today that, that most likely the draft is going to stay put. There might be a couple different eligibility changes. I'm not too sure what that's going to look like, but as of right now, it's going to be, I think, a couple of days after the expansion draft, late July, which I saw a couple of good points about. That's not the only thing I want to talk about the draft, but I saw a couple of interesting points about what could involve the trade deadline with so many guys like having very limited looks and limited action and stuff yeah i think later round picks might be a bit more valuable because the draft is such a crapshoot you see guys move up and down the entire list like throughout a season right world juniors and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. huh. like those fifth round guys that become first rounders or second rounders they're still fifth round guys right now right so those draft picks could become a bit more valuable i don't know if teams will be less likely to yeah. move them now that's your. Yeah, that, that's so interesting. Makes sense. You could see like, it might be the opposite effect. Like I could, I higher, could see either way. Yeah. Higher picks could be yeah. moved, and lower picks maybe held on to. Well, a it, bit it's more interesting because frequent. like, as as the as the years progress, I think like for me, anyways, it seems like these kids are getting more and more talented, and like it's easier, not easier, but like they they tend to like make an impact sooner rather than later, or like. Mm. Are, are touted to make an impact sooner rather than later um, comparatively to like even like eight years ago, seven years ago. Um, so yeah, like it's tough because say, say the, the guy in the fifth round who uh, doesn't rise because of his performance at the world juniors or performance uh, it, it, during the season um, still like stays in the fifth round and, and doesn't move and somebody picks him in the fifth round. That means there's, um, like the, the 90 or 120, 125 players that all kind of went before him that shouldn't have. Right. Yeah. Uh, and we're still getting that today. Like, uh, a couple, a couple of picks like come to mind, like Alex to um, Arthur Kaliev, even he hasn't like made an impact yet, but he will, um, with LA, but like guys that are picked even the second round, um, that should be moved into the first round based on their play, but because of other factors or because of other things like are dropping out. It's, it's just like, yeah, I don't know. It's, it'll be tough, man. Like as a GM, that's not a problem. I want to, I would want to face like trying I mean, to yeah. decide what to do. It's so hard to draft 17 year olds as is like yeah. the added craziness of this year and totally. limited looks is just, it's just going to make it even more crazy. And Yeah. It's so true. 
Yeah, I, yeah. I think going back to like what you're saying, like there's so much more skill. It's almost like the expectation has just continued to go up. But yeah. like first round picks or like like top three pick kind of things, the guys who jump in right away, their stats have gone like they've lowered and lowered throughout the years. Yeah. Yep. But like the expectation just keeps going up. Like we're seeing it from Jack Hughes this year. Like Jack Hughes is a star. He had one rookie year, first ever kid to go from USHL to NHL straight away, and obviously it showed. It's a huge jump to make. Yeah. And I mean, people were like, Oh, he's a bust and everything. It's like, no, like the kid's eighteen years old still. Yeah. Let him, let him figure it out. Let him work into the last year, go into the off season with here's what <clears> I need to do to be better and get more uh sorry. No worries. Get more uh <laughs> Uh, get more strength and he knows what he has to play against and now he's firing all cylinders and yeah, I think the same true. things happen with like Lafreniere and um yeah even Darlene man like even he, yeah he first round pick like offensive like I remember hearing about this kid like six years before he was drafted it I think that has like a big thing to play into it is like social media and just like the uh, hype the, the, the hype. internet yeah the internet hype like uh, when uh, this is a completely different example, it has nothing to do with the draft, but like when we were younger, uh, and Twitter wasn't a thing, like you'd be sitting on your couch and you'd be glued to the T te- glued to Sportsnet and like the trade deadline day, like show. Right. And you would like, when a trade happened, it would come up on the TV and that's how you'd find out what you'd like find out all together in the room, like watching the TV. Now it's like you refresh your phone. You're like, Oh, when when is the next trade gonna come in? Oh, I got it first. Oh, uh, this guy goes here for this guy. It's like, uh, yeah. It's and then like brutal. ten minutes later on the show, they're like, hey, it's uh, there's a trade. It's like, yeah, we, yeah, we know. Yeah, it's made but. official, right? Like, like uh, Elliot Friedman will tweet like, oh, this this is the deal. It's not official yet, but like this is gonna happen. And you're like, okay, cool. It's a trade. Hopefully it'll happen. And it happens like ten minutes, twenty minutes, maybe an hour later, and it's yeah. even a day later sometimes. And it's like, okay, well it's not exciting because we didn't, we, we knew about it already. So, um, like, I, I feel like that's a big thing with, uh, the, like the, it, the internet and hockey and just like players coming up and trades being made and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, uh, unfortunately, and fortunately we get a draft this year. Uh, and bittersweet yeah. double-edged sword for sir, for sure. Pardon me. Either um, way, the, the 2022 draft is, uh, an event of its own. It's going to be the, the talent coming out of that draft is going to be so high yeah. that, uh, they get their own weekend and that's it's so going to nice. be, it's going to be nuts. The, yeah. the kids that come out. Of that. Speaking of high expectations, <laughs> we've, uh, yeah. we've got some names coming out next year, but, uh, yeah, the, that's not the only thing the NHL dropped about the draft. They have released the proposals for tinkering with the NHL draft lottery which I think the lottery needs to be changed a little bit. I just don't like any of the changes they proposed. Oh, God, let's hear it. When was <laughs> yeah, this? go through this, them. This go was ahead. at, like, noon today. Oh, Jesus. All right. Um, so the first one, not that crazy, but if you win the lottery pick or any lottery pick, you can only jump up 10 spots. So if you're, like, the 15th overall team, you can jump up to five. Yeah. I not like that, that crazy. What It is what it is. Um, they're talking about restricting two lottery wins in a five-year period. So if, I guess if you, 
win the lottery twice and then a, a third time you just they just put the, your ball back in i'm not too sure how, how that would work uh, yeah. um, or they would just cancel out the lottery and just say the highest team won it i'm not entirely or sure like take your ball out of the lottery well it's tough though because it's like the 14 balls right i think it's not just like a mm. team ball right there's like the thousand combinations i can hand it out yeah um and I, th- I think I was reading that it doesn't matter. It, like, it, it, the two doesn't count if you're already a lottery team. Like, if you're the number one team and you win the number one overall pick, that's not a lottery win or something like that. Really? So, like, well, then it'd be like, if, say, say those these were implemented a couple years ago. Okay. Because they're saying that the five-year period is not starting until it gets implemented, so they're not going to look back five years. But, like, say it happens five years ago they put this in new jersey wins 17 and 19 and then they become the worst team this year they could still win the number one overall pick they're not automatically given fourth because they can't win a lottery again right so i think that makes Makes sense sense. yeah i just the the chances of a team winning three lotteries in five years is like so essentially impossible because the one time it happened was edmonton and with these stipulations that one doesn't matter because they were the worst team anyways yeah yeah so their their proposed changes like doesn't it doesn't Doesn't really do anything anything that's happened yeah Yeah. makes sense um and then the third one was dropping the lottery down from three picks to two picks what do you mean so like instead of the top three all being lotteried off just one and two oh which if they do that, then what's the point of having the five-year lottery thing? Because nobody's definitely yeah. going to win three and yeah. five years if only two are being rattled off Yeah. without the best odds. I don't and like that either. I, yeah. Th- I Is think there any more? No, that's that it. Would, Those are the three mean, proposals to change. That would mean automatically the third worst team in the league gets the third overall pick. No, it means that the top pit, the, the worst team is guaranteed top three. Oh, I see. Because so, you can okay, only fall yeah, down to three. Sense. That makes sense. But so then how would that work? It, these aren't in combination with each other? I guess not. I think they can like take one or all, or I guess none yeah. or all. Because, yeah, huh, that's weird. Because then, yeah, I don't know. yeah it's, it's... The draft law, it's so messed up, man. Like, it's really not done well <laughs> over the years yeah because like that that's also a thing like another weird aspect of that that 10 the 10 spot jumping thing like before they used to do it you can only move up five spots yeah but they only lotteried off one pick right so like what happens if they do the lottery for the first pick and the 14th team wins it so now yeah. they draft fourth do they then give off the number one pick again or do then they just move it into number two because then what happens if the number one team, like the worst team, wins the second lottery? Or they, did they just lose the lottery and now draft second? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Like, what? Like what? what happens there? Like, they must have to lottery off the first pick, but, like, huh. who knows? I'd love to hear what your guys' thoughts on, on, like, fixing the draft lottery. Or even if just keeping it the same is fine. But yeah. for me, I kind of tweeted about it on our account, but... I think the amount of teams in the lottery is too much. Yeah. I don't think a team that was playing for their like playoff spot on game no, eighty one, game eighty two, no, they do not deserve to be in the, in the garbage. In yeah. the uh in the lottery. I give it 
anywhere from five to ten teams. I think that is, is the most. Like if they do five teams, maybe take one and two picks. Like I don't think they need to do three picks with five teams. Yeah, because you can't weigh the percentages enough to weigh for the wor- the, the worst team. Um, I, I could even see bottom eight out of thirty two. Yeah, yeah, eight teams. Yeah, eight out of thirty two. Yeah, like Just that makes great. Sounds great to me. Top half make the playoffs. Bottom corner, like top two quarters. Bar- low pie. You guys are going for the lottery. Yeah. yeah. And then What's, you got the, um, the top two quarters in the playoffs, and then the the third quarter is like the Calgary Flames zone. Fuck <laughs> Yeah, we're we're born in the bubble. We're standing in the bubble. We own that bubble, motherfucker. We're usually underneath it, but we own it. We just rent it out. We Airbnb it like yeah. every season just for playoffs. Yeah. Make sure they have a good time, and then That's so funny. they usually go out first round too, and then we're back at it. Um. What's the furthest you can drop? Like, uh, say you're up there. Like, obviously, if you got if you got the worst odds, the furthest that you could drop is fourth right now. Fourth, right? yeah. Um, it's whatever, like, say, however many picks there are available is how many you can drop, essentially. Got it, got it. But a team who's like eleventh could move up to three. Right now, they can move up to one. They two can move up three. to one. Right. They can basically move from one, two, three, and then eleven. 12 13 and 14 because they can also drop three spots but the right. chances of like 12 13 14 and winning the lottery are not high no but it's happened before it's happened like you know not all three of them but yeah it's definitely happened like every oh, year yeah. every like probably two out of every three years a team in the double digits ends like, up with the top ends oh. up with the top three spot oh oh my god <laughs> what happened to I? <laughs> This LA game, man. Who was that? Twenty two on LA. Who is this kid? <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's five, five, four games. Start of the third. I'm taking a drink, and I'm like, who is this kid? Anthony, see you. Holy shit! Oh, the kid's got jets. He just like motors past everybody to the front. Oh my god, yeah, cuts in and just walks through like three dudes, and then around Gibson and tucks her. We got a one goal game, boys. We got a one-goal game. Yeah, pop that on. If you don't got it in the second monitor, you're going to want to throw that on. That was a great reaction. I'm sorry. I was like, oh, I didn't want the camera to eat it. I almost sprayed my drink all over the camera. I was like, no, the laptop tie. Oh, Jesus. I thought it was a rook. I was like, who is this kid? But it was Anthony CU. Well, that's okay. We got a game now. 18-40 left in the third. Just starting. uh, 5-4 LA. Sorry, Anaheim. Trevor's Eagles looking good. Uh, So close. So close. Um, where were we? Where were we? <laughs> oh, I had the draft. Yeah, I had draft a lottery and stuff. Oh, that was a disgusting goal. Okay. Yeah. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, um, the one. Oh yeah. What were your guys' thoughts on like changing the lottery, if any? Because I have one other like potential method. Man, the lottery is a tricky game for me. That is such your guys' specialty because <laughs> you guys know it inside and out. Uh. It's hard. I know it's. I know it's not good enough. Like I know the way that we're doing it right now ain't working, and like the jumps we're yeah. seeing, some were disgusting. Like that one New Jersey did years ago. Yeah. I don't remember who it was for, but like I remember how gross it was to see. I think they went fourteenth to to second or something, like or first. I don't know. Yeah, you can't. It's hard to see stuff like that. What happened with Edmonton and the way those bottom teams have just been shaping up over the years? Like it doesn't yeah. look like the way the lottery works is helping any of the bottom teams. No. So why are we? Yeah, what, have, it's, it's, it's not okay. working, right? That's yeah. what I'm saying. So you have the worst team in the league with a 52 percent chance of not winning any lottery. 
No, yeah. you know what? Like that Colorado one where they dropped the fourth. I was it watching does. that live in my was it? Yeah, it was the which fourth, year? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, well, I remember. I think it was the last, the most recent. How many years did it happen? Twice, right? Twice they had McCarr's year, which blessing in disguise. Um, and then the Jack Hughes one, they had Ottawa's pick who finished dead last and they dropped yeah, the four. I, I was watching that Jack Hughes one in, in the restaurant I was working at when I got off and everybody was watching it and they had like, no, what the whole place was gasping when they, when they were, when they dropped a fourth, we were like, Oh my God. Like, so yeah, it's clearly not working. It's, it's painful to watch quite frankly, yeah. like for even to be, to be a bottom team, you like, you don't feel good. Like you don't think you're going to be safe. Oh, at least we got a good draft pick. It's not like that. So that's not right. So yeah, they need yeah. to fix it. I don't know what it is. What do you think, Tay? What do you have? Oh, I was going to say, we see that like so closely here with Vancouver. Like every year they seem to be picked, like they finish like bottom five, bottom six, and they get like a uh, seventh or eighth or ninth or tenth. It almost like, they, seems- they don't yeah. get a good pick, right? Yeah, you're right. They do get screwed a lot. One or two spots. <laughs> Yeah, totally. And then, like, yeah, you see uh, the, the like, 13th, 14th, 12th even, um, like, slide up to, like, second or third or fourth. And, uh, yeah, it's just nuts, man. Uh, I think for sure they need to shorten the amount, the amount of teams because it's too much. Uh, that sounds really, the best to me. Yeah, I agreed. Mike, to your point, like, if you're playing the last game of the season to see if you make the playoffs and... Uh, you lose in overtime uh, to not make the playoffs, and then the team that like wins the play or wins that game to make the playoffs goes on and wins the Stanley Cup, and that could have been you. Like you literally are one goal away from winning the Stanley Cup and then getting the first first yeah. overall pick, right? Um, so yeah, I, I would say definitely shorten it. I I like eight eight of thirty two is really yeah. nice. I think that's that makes a good sense. Idea. Yeah, yeah, it does make sense. Honestly, I don't think there's much else. That you need, you need to do. I agree. No, no, it's cut it to eight. Tweak the percentage a little bit. Um, yeah. give, give the worst team at least, like, you know, at least over half. It doesn't, yeah, yeah, it doesn't seem right. Like, it should be closer to what it's projected at. It shouldn't be a fucking shit show every year of, like, swifts, yeah. swaps and everybody being... I, Go ahead. Yeah, I, I kind of like the, the lottering off only two picks because I think, like, the top three picks are, like, the most valuable. Like, I mean, obviously you could make a case for uh, four and five and, like, the like sleeper picks that, like, go later and, and turn out to be these, like, superstars. But, yeah, for for me, like, I think the top three picks are, it's just another tier, right? Like, yeah, the, if you the a, a tier and then, like, a, a minus tier. Yeah, if you look uh, at, like, if you look at, like, all draft rankings, or not rankings, but, like, what the previous, like, drank, rankings, jeez, okay. What the previous like rankings have shown us stuff, it's number one and two are far and away the top of most classes. Yeah. Three's a bit of a drop off, and then there's a bit more of a drop off after that. Yeah. Like, there's losing out in those top two picks is like enough punishment. Just give them number three. Totally. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, like, and could you imagine? Like, I'm you can imagine because the abs literally had the worst uh season of a team ever, and they finished with the worst like the best odds and they dropped to fourth yeah and both oh times heart. both times they dropped to four they got passed by a division team to draft third who was like nine and above like dallas jumped yeah. i think from 12 to draft heisken at number three and then yeah. chicago jumped from i don't know what they 11, jumped from like 11 or something like that for, 11, for doc yeah. yeah so not only did they lose the draft but or the lottery but 
It had division teams jumping. Would you rather have Irvy Doc or Bowen Byram now at this stage? At this stage, or like at this stage, Doc, but for the Avs, yeah. probably Byram still. Like for the Avs specifically. Yeah, I think that was like. Uh, I mean, I we obviously don't know. We, we'll see how Byram does, but I think that was a blessing in disguise as well. Similar to the. McCarr. I mean, I'll take Jack Hughes, but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's. Yeah. That is uh, fucked. But yeah, and uh, one other method for the draft lottery and. Basically, it's just getting rid of the lottery and implementing what's called gold standard, or not gold standard, but um, gold rankings, I think is what it's called. Okay. I don't know if you guys have seen this. No, elaborate. Basically, I was reading a bunch about it today, but essentially, it's whenever a team gets eliminated from the playoffs, like once your team is officially eliminated, they're done, they start accruing points for the number one overall pick. Points? Huh. How? So, like, it the main... So... Say Detroit last year. Yeah. It's, it's Say it's an actual 82-game season and they didn't get cut short. Yep. February 1st, Detroit's officially eliminated from the playoffs. Every game after that, they accrue gold points. Yeah. So if they, if they win a game, two gold points. At the end of the season, whoever has the most gold points, so points that you've accrued after being eliminated from the playoffs, whoever has the most gold points gets the number one overall pick. That sounds wicked. So mm. basically it goes for a couple things. When you're a fan of the team that's not going to have a great year, you're still cheering for them to win eight games the of game, the season. Which is the biggest thing, I think. Instead ahead, of cheering yeah. against your team. Like, was it the Sens that a couple years? They like, or no, it was the Yotes, I think. They didn't have many fans, but whoever it was, it was cheering against the other team or cheering yeah. for the other team. Um, and then it basically just makes team want to win 82 games of the season. It's really the number one thing. And then not, like, there's no way to tank it, essentially. Well, and it also brings, like, it, it makes it more interesting at the trade deadline. Because if you can trade, if you can get a player, if, like, somehow you can get a player for the future at that time. And, like, yeah, it brings a whole, whole it brings more of an urgency to winning with every team. That's, I like that. I don't know, that makes a lot of sense to me. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, that's okay. Um, I was going to say, I, just to play devil's advocate here and, like, thinking well, about what could go wrong. But, like guys on the teams that are bad are playing hockey and yeah obviously they want good players to come in and like make their team better but at the same time if a good player comes in and like makes the team the next year they don't necessarily have a spot on that team right so their incentive to like win games for the first overall pick isn't necessarily I mean obviously it's not it's not the same as the Stanley Cup um but it gets kind of like murky there just because like yeah you don't want these guys to come in and steal your spot on the team and then all of a sudden what you're playing in the minors you're making the minor salary you're not getting the NHL um benefits package like yeah that's a that's a I think a big thing and then also uh like would it then not become a race to like be mathematically eliminated eliminated out of the playoffs? So that was okay. So I'm reading an I've read a, a huge article from uh, I believe his name is Micah McCurdy, big okay. big stats guy on Twitter. He actually made the post about this system in the beginning of July of 2020. Yeah, yeah. Basically, he goes into all because a couple of objections I had was 
teams that are bad aren't going to get enough points in the gold points because they're a bad team. Like, they're just not going to win games. Yeah, right. which, it, would, it would really weed them out, like, show what they really are. He, <laughs> Go ahead. He went into a lot of... So he basically ran six and a half million simulations wow. with this wow. stuff. Um, just to like get a, a, a big enough sample size. And he went into probably 10 objections that people have and kind of just like debunked them all. Huh. So that was my biggest one was like a team like the Avs that won historical year, or like the Red Wings last year. Yeah. Like they're just not good enough to accrue points. Even if they are eliminated quicker, that time that they gain is not going to be enough. Basically from his numbers, the team eliminated first gets 62% of the time first pick. 25% huh. second pick and 6% third pick and it leaves about 7 or 8% for fourth and worse. So not bad. Um what was my main point yeah. on this? I can't even remember. I've been just It's <laughs> <laughs> okay. It was it was a big piece Anyways, and I think about, it's a lot about, of good points. About your two points. Uh yeah. the first one players not wanting to play for the first overall pick or like not as incentivized or like yeah. using a roster spot. I got one for this too. It's Yes and no, right? Like, they still want to win hockey games because they're... Obviously, to get in the NHL, you have to be super competitive. You need yeah. value, yeah. yeah. You're still paying for your own pride, and a yeah. lot of guys are playing for their next contract. Yeah, that makes sense. So they still want to get paid and stuff. And then, I mean, how many guys are on that team worrying about their roster spot for a potentially, like, two-pick higher player? Yeah. And, and that's a, what I had... A lot of guys probably like, oh, let's try and get this pick and we can win a cup next year with this guy, you know, kind of thing. Right. Like, it's a yeah. very small party that would feel that way. Like, yeah. I'm gonna, like, I'm going to get replaced. Like, that's like two or four, four max, maybe five max out of like the whole team, right? And I mean, like, yeah, especially especially a team like that. Like, when, when if you're the bottom of the league and you, your team is generally that bad, then I mean, like, you got to all be playing for your jobs anyway. So, I mean, like, you can't be, like, worried about just the first overall guy coming. Like, you're playing for your life anyhow if you're at the bottom of the league. Like, you got to be worried yeah. every night, cause especially if you're a good team and you're not you're not making it. Yeah. Like, you're not any safer. You want to win games because even if that guy, and if, that, and if you're winning games and you, and you play hard and you get that spot and you win games, get those points, get that first pick. And like it's all the more incentive, all the more reason you wouldn't be. I think it's, I think it's, yeah, I think it's perfect for incentive. Because I, I honestly think it's so, we see so many teams shut it down now, just shut her down early and fucking they like teams clock out or or move players like and yeah. and and just it's like it's pretty gross and you can see it a mile away too, which is the worst part. You're, uh, see, you're sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say I um I like just... the need, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few on that one, Spock. So so yeah, I don't know. Like I think if if you're on those teams, at the 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 top players outweigh the the top the you know the one bad line or the or the bottom two D men that are gonna get caught. My yeah. other my other thing was kind of like yours today. It was like, well, when teams like, oh, they're starting to fade away. They're just gonna bomb it. Chuck ten games out of the season, like yeah, middle of February, and then it's just like okay, now we're golden. He he brought up like a cool idea that it obviously is not wouldn't be a set in stone thing but the nhl could tinker with right is instead of actually being mathematically eliminated a team declares themselves eliminated so basically like mm. if you're well, detroit if you're detroit you're like okay you know what it's january 1st we're 23 points out of a playoff spot we're not mathematically eliminated because we have 80 points still left on the board that we could technically could win if we go like 40 and 0 
But that morning, the team's just like, you know what? We're out. So they can huh. no longer, if they happen to go 80-0 and or 40-0, and they can't get a playoff spot. Is there like a date in which they can now consider themselves eliminated? Or like, because for example, yeah, Detroit yeah. this year could have come into the first game and say we're mathematically eliminated yeah, or we're eliminated from the playoffs. We don't even want to try. We just want the first overall pick. That's the thing, exactly. That's kind of what he brought up is like, the the objection would be that teams could just declare themselves October third of a regular season they're done <laughs> yeah but they they said they would put it like an All Star break or like Christmas right. or either of the Thanksgivings yeah. Canadian or American tinker with that that's the kind of part that he said like tinker with yeah because um, I mean that's when they are dropping off anyway exactly it makes and sense. that's that's yeah. kind of when you know like I don't think any you got to think, right? Like, if you're Detroit, you're not going to be, especially with fans potentially coming in the building, take away this weird season. But, like, if it's October 1st, the season starts in a week, and you're like, you know what? Our fans are ready. Like, anything can happen. We've seen in multiple years teams just come out of the blue and make the playoffs. You know how hard it would be to stand in front of your ten- team's fan base and be like, you know what, guys? We're done this year. Yeah. Well, yes and yeah, no. I think- yes and no. I think it depends where you are. You think, yeah, you think, I bet you Buffalo would love to do that. Hey guys, but we're calling it. We're gonna wrap it up this year. Uh, you think we'll be Buffalo's, back next year? You think Buffalo's devoted fans wouldn't be like, "Are you fucking serious?" Like we're. Do you see them like, tr- trolling all out back <laughs> of the arena? No, I don't think they give a fuck. Like I think, honestly, I think they're some I know of the they craziest got, fans. I know they got yeah. dedicated ones, but I like I don't think they always help either. It was bonkers being there for the draft. I was I like, know. okay, Sabers. They got a fan. They got fans. Um, but I don't know. I I was not a big fan of this until I read the article about it. And yeah. you're making a lot of sense here. The more you talk, I I really like it. I think I think the big thing is just having fans root for their teams for 82 games in a season. Yeah, and yeah. not oh, having 100%. to root against it. Yeah, hundred percent. Like the 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 main goal is is. A, like, have people root for your team. Like, you want the fans to root for their own teams. But B, like, have a reason for people to go to the games, right? Like, Detroit in the last, like, three weeks of the season, nobody gives a fuck if they're out of the playoffs. You're not going to go pay, like, $60 for a ticket to go sit and watch your team lose again. But if they're trying to be competitive because they want that first overall pick, like, that's, yeah, it's important. Could you imagine, like, last day of the season, you've got this game that's, like, pittsburgh detroit and it's like who the hell cares but like yeah. pittsburgh's one point out of the playoffs and detroit's like one gold point back at the top overall pick like yeah. both fan bases are devoted to see that game yeah and like so yeah. are another like seven teams yeah it would, it would like actually a, be like so a nothing game whereas in the normal system now it's like pittsburgh's fans are involved because they want to win detroit's fans also are cheering for pittsburgh to win yeah and then like the four teams around Pittsburgh are cheering for Detroit. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, totally. It doesn't it doesn't make sense. Plus, uh how many how many times like you hear this all the time for years and years and it's like it's such an annoying thing to hear. Like as a dedicated sports fan who like just literally loves talking hockey, I fucking hate when I talk to a buddy and I'm like, Oh man, like, you know, how about the so and so you know, main conversation Pete's their team. I'm like, Oh, how about so and so this year? And like one of the most common things you hear is, Oh, my team sucks this year, I'm not watching. And it's like, fuck, dude. Like, uh, yeah, there you go. There goes, like, half the conversation I was, I was dying to hear. And it's fucking, it's sad. And, yeah, that would eliminate that, which is honestly one of the worst things I hear. 
which is just like yeah. oh, I'm not I'm not watching anymore. It's like and man, you hear it from Canucks fans, like uh, Flames fans. I think I even said it for a while because it's like man, like it's honestly hard to watch. Like I'm just not watching right now. Go ahead. Two things. One, uh, on top of that, if for example, say it's the Canucks and they're out of the playoffs and they suck and like yeah, you're cheering for them to win, but like from from my um, experience, like. It sucks watching your team lose, especially when there's something on the line. So, like, for example, they, they are eliminated or they declare themselves eliminated or they're mathematically eliminated or whatever from the playoffs and they start accruing gold points, but they can't win a game. That would be so frustrating. Yeah. That would be so frustrating. Like, uh, another team that's just absolute shit and then, like, they're they can't win they, they keep playing these teams that like just beat them like the the bad like detroit and and new jersey and like all these teams in the bottom of the league that are bad anyways have more of an incentive to win and more of an incentive to kind of push vancouver and then right like you just get a group of guys together that just suck that would be so frustrating as would it make a difference if they made one point for losses and two points for wins or not really mm. No, I mean, I think you nah. just keep the same playoff or play as the standard point system. Yeah. No, I mean, like for goal points, like once you're eliminated, you could make it like, you know, if you lose, it's not like you don't get any points because, yeah, you're right. Teams could just get dummied all year and then they wouldn't have any point. That's then what you're saying, right? Then there's no difference in doing one point for a win and no points for a loss. Yeah, I guess so. Um, but yeah, like that was my initial thing was bad teams just won't be able to get enough points. But I mean, they, yeah. they they still win games, so the extra time is it's not like, right? You don't see the forty eight plus seasons often. We just happen to see two in the last like five yeah. six years. That's fair. If you have like three teams, three or four teams, like um, all kind of eliminated at the same time, and you have one team like Vancouver or somebody who just shits the bed and doesn't win at all, really, like wins a handful of games for the rest of the season, and then. You have the other two teams that like, uh, kind of turn it up and are actually fairly good. Yeah, that that kind of becomes frustrating because arguably Vancouver needs the higher pick before these other two teams because they're good. Right? Could you could you imagine the McDavid sweepstakes with Edmonton and Buffalo, but flip it? Yeah. Where like they're going head to head every game and like carrying up like a good example that race it would have been a story yeah. all year exactly instead of it yeah. being like oh they lost again hey they lost again <laughs> yeah okay buffalo's playing an ahl team to get mcdavid like instead of a pity party it would have turned yeah. it into like literally a, a good game, race a yeah. game for the next no, great it's one true. yeah it's true or if they like yeah. played each other instead of both teams rooting for the other team it'd be like there'd be fights <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you imagine? <laughs> Holy shit. Something something that I think would be a good idea, if that were to be the case, would be to implement, like, the the declaration of, like, not being able to make the playoffs after the trade deadline. Is that too late, as, though? Yeah, well, and that's that's what I'm saying. Like, as a general manager, like, you want, you want that number one pick, right? Like, that... If you can get to a point where you have a high pick, like that's kind of your bread and butter. You want to make that pick. Um, so arguably, if you know you're going to be bad and you're not going to make the playoffs, come trade deadline, would you not trade for an asset to help you win more games? But would the declaration change that at all? 
like if the declaration was January 1st, would that, and like your team said that they were out February 1st, would that change the GM's mind at all without the declaration happening for a week later? Right. I guess no, it wouldn't. The only thing with that is like, then you're looking at teams. I don't know if, if like 10 teams kick themselves out because it's pretty late in the season, then you're not getting the worst teams, the best chances because they're kicking out themselves at the exact same time as decent teams are. Right. I think, I think this all sounds like it makes way more sense than it is now, though. It makes like, it more fun, right? Like, all of yeah. it. Does. Like, yeah, it makes more incentive to play, more incentive to watch. The top two things we're talking about, I think. And then, I mean, it changes how many player, how many teams are in on those first picks, which I think we also are talking about changing. It addresses pretty much everything. And it's like they could do it like waiver system. Every every day at, at noon, your team declares that they're out, and then everybody knows by two o'clock what teams have been declared, and then that instantly starts the gold standings. So that way, if like if there's for if it ever happens, but there's three playoff teams left for four teams, and then they all just bow out, it would like never happen. But if they all bow out on the same day, then they kind of just all just get silently nullified. Right. I don't know. I think it's a really cool idea that it just brings like more it. excitement. Yeah, I like it. Simply for the fact that like teams are competing until the end of the year, I think yeah. like that that makes it like such a good idea. Um, it brings in the last week of the season more than yeah. like five games. Like the top teams that are in the playoffs, it's like we don't really care about the games, but our teams are in the playoffs, so it's we like don't, we we'll don't watch care them, about, right. but like you know, second in the division, first in the division, third in the division, even if it's like, that close, yeah. it's not the biggest a deal. And then like it's the four or five bubble teams that really the only games that you're watching well it gives you a reason to give a fuck about the bottom six teams why the shit why would why would i like at this point like every year it's like oh well they're they're the worst so we know they're gonna get somewhere around the top pick they might even get fucked the way the lottery is now so it's like they're completely off the radar like they might get a good guy that's like all you know right so i don't know it it's it's a thousand times more exciting than than the way it is now like there's no fucking reason to watch my own team if they're at the bottom. Like other than it also, they might have a better chance at a ball. Like I don't get it. Yeah, it doesn't exactly. make any sense. It's like There's oh, no guys, point watching. Guys, we're at like five and a half percent. We could be at six percent if we lose. Imagine this game. saying that at the bar. <laughs> yeah, like oh, I'm just I'm so like we need to we need to lose this game because because yeah. fuck man, we could we could get this player and then like realistically you have the worst season in like history and you're fourth. It's like yeah. oh shocks. <laughs> yeah, okay, we lost another thing. Glad I so, cheered yeah. against my team all year. Like it doesn't make any sense. It like yeah, right yeah. now it makes no sense. So it's, I think it absolutely needs to change just to make the bottom teams more interesting because right now it's like, I should, you know, I turn the TV off if your team's having a bad year. It's kind of hard to watch. Yeah. You also At get no to... point should you cheer against your team. I think that's exactly. Exactly. That's it's the main right. problem. It's not right. Yeah. You lose interest in your own team, which should be like, if you're trying to create devoted fans, you want devoted yeah. fans watching 82 games for a reason. Yeah. yeah, why are why are half the Canucks fans just tuned out? Why are all my Canucks buddies going? I don't watch anymore. They suck. Yeah, that's why. Why? It's like change that. Well, another thing is yeah. you also get to cheer against your rivals for eighty-two games. True. Right? You're like, oh man, I fucking hate the Canucks or whoever it is, and it's like, but come March, I'm cheering for the Canucks so they get a worse pick. Yeah. You know, it's like it's like, hey, the Canucks scored. You're like, yeah, it's good. It's like you want you want to just build those rivalries between fans and stuff and. Yeah, it's so true. I like it. Yeah, we hit that good. We hit that good. Good point. Um, The only only weird thing that comes into it is first-round picks that are traded. So then, like, Colorado holding Ottawa's pick a couple years ago, 
Ottawa really has no incentive to get gold points because oh, they don't have that right. pick anyways. Right, traded picks would be different. But all it really does is it changes the value of pre-traded picks in the True. first round. Hmm. That's the only yeah. change. They kind of just got to figure out what the value of a, a first-round pick is now because it has the less it has less likely of being that high, high pick because it's not right. lottery balls selected. Yeah. Other than that, doesn't change a whole lot. And do I you like that. that you, do you think we would see less first-round picks being moved before we knew where teams were picking? See, I could see more and less. Yeah. I could see teams trading their first-round picks now more than what they did before is because they don't have the fear of finishing two points out of the playoffs and losing the first overall pick. Mm -hmm. Right? That's so many. That's uh, a lot of the first round picks that get traded now are top three protected because if all hell breaks loose, we lose in game 82 and then somehow end up with the first overall pick. We want to keep that pick. Yeah. Right. And in this, that's not really possible. Like unless you're, I guess like the Ottawa that one year where you're just garbage, but then you just wouldn't, you just wouldn't, um, you wouldn't Clear declare points. yourself out until, like right. mathematically declared out, right? There's yeah. there'd be no reason to declare yourself early. So, I can see that more trades would be traded or more first round picks would be traded because teams are not giving up really potential top three picks. Yeah, um, and I can also see less because, you know, from what you just said, I wasn't a fan coming into today, but. Big fan leaving today. You're making a lot of points. I like it. I think it's super cool. It has been super annoying that you just like to just tune out the bottom eight, ten teams every year. Yeah. And then and then to see them not get their just dessert or you know, not get what they deserve. Well, it's pretty painful every year, especially on this scale we've been seeing it lately. Yeah, it's like pretty cringy. Like it's clearly clearly not working. Like it sucks for the fans of those teams. Very but much. like thinking about growing the actual NHL. Like, imagine you're a reporter for one of those teams that, like... Like, obviously, I'm a huge Avs fan. So, listening to the reporters and, like, the beat writers and all those guys in, like, the 48-point season and, like, them telling their stories now about how it was, like, the worst. Like, coming to the rink, like, every day. They know they're going to lose. And just, like... Like, imagine your team's oh eliminated. Oh, my God. Tie game. Sorry. Yeah. Go. Uh, but just, like, imagine, imagine you're not a fan of, like, the NHL or, like just taking the Colorado example because it's an easy one to pick from. Say you live in Colorado. You're not a big hockey fan. You know there's a hockey rink there. But they're eliminated. They're garbage. They're trash. They start incurring gold points and stuff. And, like, their writers are getting excited about the team and, like, the potential of a first overall pick. Like, there's going to be excitement going around the city. And, like, you'll if you happen to stumble upon a reporting of the Avs from that season... Instead of reading Avs lose again, they're currently at 36 points through 74 games. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, okay, sick. What's going on with the Broncos? Like you could see, you could see an article be like, oh yeah, the Avs are flying now. They've got, they've won like four in a row, and there'd be no mention that they won 10 of the first 50 games of the season. Yeah. And it's all about oh, something's going on in Colorado Avalanche land. It flips the headline. It flips exactly. the headline completely. Yeah. Keeps the rep- and keeps, in an easy keeps, way. Yeah, it keeps the writers like excited about the team. It keeps the content about every team coming out positive. Positive, yeah. Right. Wow, that's a good take. And grows buzz around a lot of different things and a lot of different aspects that can grow the game to new fans. Hmm. I, like I don't it. know. Talking about it so much just makes me makes me bummed it's not coming. I know, right? <laughs> Honestly, you're gonna be excited, but 
Definitely something to think about. If you, if I hear, if you hear any buzz, let me know. It'll never Where's happen. This? I'm pretty sure. But yeah. Oh, it's such a stretch. Is he affiliated with something, or is he just a fan, or like? He's just he a just a stats writer. Or? He, I think, mm-hmm. he has like a Patreon account and stuff like that. But uh, he okay. just goes by um, Ineffective Math on Twitter at, at Ineffective Math. Nice. Super great follow. follow. Yeah, he chucks out like um, a lot of different like standing breakdown, like playoff percentages, all that kind of stuff, Uh, as as well as like a whole lot of stat stuff. But um, yeah, super great read. Uh, If anybody wants the article, if they can't find it, just send us a message and I'll be able to send it to you, no problem. Yeah, right on. Uh, But yeah, it's called Gold Um, Gold Drafting is the official title of it. It was first stemmed by a guy named Adam Gold, so great last name. Uh, and <laughs> all came to fruition from there. Yeah, I spoke yeah. to him. Yeah, exactly. In a dream. Uh, <sighs> boys, I'm I'm kind of frustrated with something. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, the at the time the leading scorer of the AHL. Um, oh yeah, fucking so dumb. Sent back to the CHL because the CHL is getting going. Uh, so Seth Jarvis obviously drafted first round this year by the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, he was leading the AHL in, in scoring. Uh, unreal. I don't have his numbers in front of me, but I'll get them. But because he's because of the rules that the NHL has and and uh, the CHL has, the CHL starting up and he is under twenty and he uh, cannot play in the minors. If he's gonna play for uh, professional hockey, he has to play in the NHL. Yep. Um, obviously, didn't make the NHL team. Um, Eleven points in nine games. In how much? Eleven points, seven goals, nine games. Yeah. Okay. So unreal. Looks so good to start the season. Um, he's now going back to to the juniors to play for a Portland team because they're getting going again, and he has to go back and play because he can't play in the minors while the CHL is going. I think that's just ridiculous. I think this rule needs to kind of. Uh, go. I think didn't we touch on it before? Last we week? have, yeah. Yeah. I, I've read a few things about it, and I've almost switched my stance on this as well. No way, really. Yeah, like. Okay, let's hear it. So the actual amount of guys that this really fits is very few. Yeah. It's like Bowen Byram this year, maybe even last year, but not too too much. Like he didn't hurt another year in the WHL. He got to work on his defensive game. Right. But it's like those high picks that just aren't on the NHL, but like the CHL is kind of unnecessary for them at the time. Yeah. Like we wouldn't, we wouldn't have known about Seth Jarvis's AHL tear if this was a normal season, right? He would never have even started in the AHL. He just went straight right. to the CHL. But the NHL relies so much on the CHL. Yeah. And they have a big interest in the CHL and the continuing of their development. So they want to see seats or yeah, seats filled and stuff. Obviously, this year, another stipulation. It's different. There's no fans in the seats. But people watching the games, because these uh, 19-year-old stars are playing in their home rinks. Yeah. And I don't see why the NHL would really want to switch that. Because I know it's going to be like a couple guys. But then you start, like, especially like what the, the regulations on this rule are. If you're allowed like a couple guys, then that's a couple guys in every team. And you're looking at 60 guys taken away from the CHL. Right. And that's like their top three guys on every team if you like even them out. Yeah. What if it's just like if they're a first round pick? 
That's the same thing though, because what if what's a team to say like, uh, say Seth Jarvis is playing fourth line minutes, he's a first round pick, but he's got two points in eleven games, and they're like, you know what, we're not going to release him to the CHL. He's going to play five minutes a night in the AHL. Yeah, because I mean, they want they want him under under their. I mean, yeah, I guess it harms the team and because it, it's his development and stuff. Yeah. So it hurts them in the long run. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's just the NHL has such a such a big interest in the CHL and the, and the continuation of the CHL, and it it's the biggest development pool for the for the NHL. It's currently. a lot of people. Yeah. Like it's a lot of teams and a lot of fucking kids playing hockey. Like yeah, yeah. it's a big pool. The CHL, yeah. And think, it, it continues to be the number one development farm for the NHL. Obviously, it's slowly going down with the development of Europeans and the USHL and the USND. The overall NTDP. pool is deeper of players. So, I yeah. mean, yeah, yeah. To, to be expected. It's tough. It's really tough. Like, uh, yeah, I think like a, a player that could benefit from playing professionally but not necessarily in the NHL the year before, like... Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess it is so like far and few between that it, it's almost not worth. Because then, like, what it's happens? So special so, circumstantially, yeah. What yeah. happens with if you involve the ECHL then too? It's like you know what, they're not going to play in the AHL, but we're not going to send them to the dub. We're going to send them to the coast. Yeah, like the ECHL. Yeah, yeah. And then they're just keeping Yikes. them in their own system for twenty minutes a night. Still, I don't know. I think. I think it's just so few and far between about the actual guys that couldn't benefit at least a little bit from another right from another CHL season. Yeah. And it's not the biggest of deals, but when it does happen, it's like, okay, we need to fix this right now. Like this totally. needs to change. Yeah, well and it's it's like big name guys like Bo and Byron. Exactly. Like he, he definitely definitely is on everybody's radar and they want to see how he yeah. does it. Like he's a Canadian kid, so like when you're talking about hockey, you're talking about like kids that are going back to the CHL to play hockey. Like, yeah, I think Bowen Byram would do very well in the AHL and it would help his development this year, like, immensely. Um, and that's the thing with the big names, right? Like, there's never going to be this situation for a guy that nobody knows. Yeah. is because they almost always, if they're that good for the CHL, they were a first-round pick. Like, not many guys go from, like, a fifth-rounder to the next year. They're incredible. Yeah. yeah. Um. And boys, the Ducks just scored. Fuck, Zegers, Zegers. No way! I was, oh, I was like, I was gonna guess him for the OT hero, but I don't want to interrupt you. Zegers backdoor to our waivers boy Adam Henrique tap in. Waivers boy. <laughs> I'm way behind. God damn. Um. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. I just disappointed. Just like goddamn my internet. Um. All star Drew Doughty Olympian on the back on the back end. Oh yeah, goes there, down to a there, knee. Here it goes it down to a knee. Oh, here it's it such is. bad defense. Yeah. Oh. Went down to a knee twice. <laughs> knee one eighty. Knee. He's like a deer in headlights. <laughs> Zekris is coming in full speed down the Bambi. ice, and Drew Doughty says, "I'm gonna drop to one knee." <laughs> <laughs> Zekris says, "Thank you very much." Brilliant. Oh gosh. Good for good for uh, Anaheim. Good for them. Ducks fly together. But we're we're coming up on a quick two hours here already. That was yeah fast. You get buzzing uh, on a couple of topics and she quick. flies. That's what I said. We, that's what I said before we started the show. I was like, we could go over like five topics and we'll have a show because we'll have so much discussion on different things. Um, uh, what, any any big ones we want to hit before we get deep deep? Uh, Mark Stone with his five apples in one game. That was 
Not bad. I'm nuts. Thank you very much. Yeah, well, yeah. He, he's insane, man. He's such a good player. Well put. Um, Hell of a performance. Hell thanks. of a performance. Yeah. You yeah, guys want to jump right into Hozier's big three? Yeah, we'll end it. Let's I'll do it big three. Uh, with with uh, talking about a performance like that. Fuck's sakes. Who wants to give her? Who wants to go first? I'll start. All right. I wanted Patches O'Houlihan, Max Pacioretty. But he's just, but he's just looking so good there. Ever since they picked him up, that guy like fits in money on that team, just burying goals all the time, setting everybody up, being such a big body. And we're really seeing it right now. Vegas is really turning it on, and I think, I think Patrick's goal scoring capability with his big body and his setups is he's like such a promising player. When he's out there, he's so dangerous. And right now, the chemistry is rolling with that team. So he's been a fun player to watch this week. He's got four games played, four goals, four apples, uh, eight points plus eight. And yeah, I, it was fun to watch him this week. Good stuff. Good stuff. What do you guys got? Tay, you want to go or you want me to go? Well, Tay might be frozen. <laughs> <laughs> you can't tell either. He's just no, like mm. he just looks like he's deep in deep in uh, in conversation. Yeah, he's he's just he's thought. hearing us. You know, he's just yeah. he's really listening. I feel like he's just gonna move all of a sudden, be like mid point, or just like be like nail us <laughs> at the point. That's what I thought was. Yeah. Uh, so that was my pick, and. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, we'll so. get we'll get them back in here. Let's we'll get, get them back. Let's, let's get yours. I'll get my pick. Yeah, until Tay picks the exact same guy I pick because he doesn't realize. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go Thatcher Demko, the Canucks. Yeah, Demko, good pick. Um, he seems to be he he's a perfect Hoser's big three player. He has yeah. stretches of three great games, and then he just drops off for three more games yeah. or like four more games, a couple weeks here, and then he just fires it back up for one week, and then it's like okay. We got a goalie, and then he's like 800 save percentage the next week. Um, but yeah, 3-0 and this week. He only gave up three goals, um, one shutout, and just domination station. Yeah, dude, talented young guy who can like really handle the spotlight, and it's on him a lot on the team he's on. So yeah, you're you're dead on with that perfect, uh, perfect Hoser's big three guy. We'll probably see more of him this year maybe, especially if they make a run. Oh, we got uh, we got Tay back now. Tay, we just uh, to catch Hi. you up. Tay had uh, or Sorry Ty had. About that. Hey, no worries. You know what happens. Ty had uh, Max Patch already. Patches O'Hulahan, He said. Patches uh, O'Hulahan. <laughs> nice. And I had uh, Thatcher Demko. Love it. Um, this week uh, it's kind of a no-brainer. Uh, I mentioned it before. Five apples in one game, Mister Mark Stone. He finished four games, played two goals, eight assists for ten points. That's the uh, man had a week. Um, Honorable mention, though, I did want to throw this out. Martin Nietzsche's uh, yeah. of the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, yep. Really coming into his own there. But uh, definitely, I think I think Mark Stone deserves it more. So, uh, Boys, that's two weeks in a row where we have uh, Ty and I both picked a player from the same team. Really? Yeah, last week Ooh. we both picked a Minnesota oh, yeah. Wild. This week we right. both picked a Vegas Golden Knight. Oh, yeah. Hot teams. Hot teams. Yeah. What can you say? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens next week. Where is Nikas on the... How do you say his name? Nikas? Neches, I think. Neches, yeah. Ne- Neches? Yeah. yeah. Holy shit. Oh, that um, reminds me. I got oh, uh, you're welcome. <laughs> I was just going to remind you. The, uh, the, 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 <laughs> one of the funniest names of, uh, <laughs> of like, in the NHL. It must have been his first ever career goal. I've never heard of that guy. But the most... If you had to pick, like, a stereotypical... Finnish name for a goal scorer in the NHL, Nico Mikola. 
Oh yeah. Scored for the Blues today, and I <laughs> I love the name. Mikola. Jeez. Miko Miko. So that one runs. Oh, who's that guy? Who's the goalie for Minnesota this year? I like that. Capo oh, Capo Kakinen, yeah. Capo Kakinen, yeah. That's a fun yeah. one. Yeah, he's good. Um, Ty, what were you gonna say? You said. You oh, know, I was gonna say, to say about like so, yeah. what, what was I, I thought he was the third liner. So I was like, man, is he doing that on the third line? But he's second. I'm mistaken. Hmm. Yeah. So it looks like they have him on the right wing on the second line. I was, I was like, so there's a center. I was like, he's on the third, fourth line. Yeah, he's like, good on middle sixer. Yeah, okay, it makes sense. Cool. No, good for him. I just, I just want to make sure it wasn't on the third line. I was like, damn, stepping up. Um, Actually, uh, speaking of third line players stepping up, can we yeah. talk about Alex Tuck? Yeah. yeah. The guy's got 12 goals this year. That's <laughs> nuts. He looks so good. And he's playing third line, Cody Glass, and like, uh, some rookie I've never heard of. So, oh, is it the guy that just signed? Oh no, he was playing in the AHL. I think. Who is it? Who's on the wing? Uh, Vegas. I will tell you. The four if they have right. Kolsnar, I think. Oh, Keegan Kolsnar. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Big, uh, big dub kid. Yeah. I think. Where did he play? Was it Everett or was it? Keegan Kolsnar. Oh, Seattle. That's who it was. One. Of, I knew it was one of the the American teams. Uh, yeah, he was he was great yeah. in the dub. Um, not a huge point guy, like a kind of like a point per game, which I mean you usually are if you're an NHLer now. But like a big body mm-hmm. penalty minute guy, you know, like he's gonna beat your ass. So a lot of <laughs> kind of like a, a Ryan Reeves type, you know, just another yeah. huge Vegas Similar body. Yeah, the Mark Stone, just huge, just huge guys on that team. Is Mark Stone hurt? I just looked at that. Look at their yeah, look at their hurt guys right day now. Day. Yeah, and I just saw yeah, talk yeah, on the yeah. first line. I was like, huh? did we did we just kill him from? Uh, I know. Yeah, <laughs> classic classic <laughs> hosers bump, eh? Vancouver finally won a game against Montreal. Nice, yeah. good stuff. Yeah, good good week. Yeah, yeah, good week, but good revenge for sure for Vancouver. Um, I'm pretty good on news here. I only want to cool. touch on like one last thing. Me too, uh, I just think. Just quickly, I'm uh, not too sure how long it'll take, but we were talking about, uh, you know, Cole is our big fighter guy. There were some good fights this weekend. Oh, my God, man. As, a, as, as a new UFC fan, as in about three days, I kind of like, I kind of pay attention a little bit, but then I was like, you know what, I'm going to start getting into it. Was this UFC, I'm going to take a guess, 259? Is that is that correct? 259, you got nice. it. Nice. All right, all right. Yeah, they're doing it at the Apex, one of, like the UFC's baby, some, some place that they were building for like a practice facility, essentially. And then they finished construction like a month before the pandemic took like global effect in March. And um, yeah, they've been kind of running it out of there ever since. And the, the, man, the UFC's been on such a roll since since uh, sports got shit canned a year ago, and everything started to come back slowly. They came back, they came back uh, first, and they've done such a good job of keeping guys healthy and keeping guys. They take such good care of their guys ever since. It's so well known. They've been throwing money, throwing money at this problem, at this pandemic, like crazy. But like with Fight Island and with what they've done, and the year they've put together, like what we saw on the weekend. If you're watching this card, to see four champions fight on one card like that, four fighters in the last three main events that were all champs, and a super fight where they have two champs of different weight classes come against each other. And the underdog putting his his undefeated record on the line like this it just isn't it's pretty much as big as it gets for a, for a MMA night and uh, yeah it was fun to watch man not to mention I saw one of the most controversial endings I've ever seen in a UFC fight in a, in a with a belt on the line Crazy. in 
in a pick 'em odds fight. This fight was so close that it was. Uh, I think I think Peter Young was barely the favorite, but um, yeah, cra- crazy. So basically, what when how it goes down was uh, the challenger Aljamain Sterling had his hand down on the mat, hand in a and both hands, and I think one knee. And if you have a knee down or both hands down, I think you have to have a knee. It's it's something like that. Cause I'm a little bit shaky on it. But if if you're a downed opponent, if you have a knee down for sure, one one or two. So if you have your knee down, the ref usually the ref will say he's a they're a downed opponent, and you can't kick them in the head, no head strikes, and not kicks or knees. It's an absolute no no. It's like one of the biggest rules in the book. And yeah, some people will stay there and not leave the down position for like a while to catch their breath or make sure they're in defense when they're when their knee leaves the mat, sort of thing. And yeah, Aljamain, the challenger, was a bit of bad blood in this rivalry. It was a very close match. Two guys defend um, Aljamain's first go at the title. Other guy thought he beat up two old guys for it. Really wanted to solidify himself as a champion. And yeah, he's a Russian dude, and he's he's got Aljamain, the challenger, on the on the with his one knee down. And he keeps asking his corner, do I hit him? Do I hit him? And Aljamain's staying there, figuring out how to get out. And he's getting beat in the fight by this point. He started winning, and he's losing by an hour about. We're about the, toward the end, fourth or fifth round, and he's asking, "Do I hit him? Do I hit him?" And and one guy says, "Punch him," and then the other guy says in Russian, he says, "Kick him, kick him," and he knees him in the head. Absolutely illegal. The ref had just said he's a downed opponent, but I think he just heard the Russian thing and 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 did it right away. And you can see the corner react right away. It ends up being a disqualification, and Aljamain, the challenger, who's clearly losing the fight, ends up winning the belt. He's absolutely to. Uh, what's the word? Destroyed. Like he, he is so yeah. un- unhappy with the decision. That's his first title defense. He's fought all the biggest names in that division to get there over a long time. He, he comes from a very successful gym in Matt Sarah's gym. So yeah, it was crazy to see and tough to see. I wanted Aljamain to win. Peter Yon's one of the scariest guys in that division. So it was a crazy fight. And it looks like the way this all plans out. Hard to say if he acted it out, but man, he got clocked, and I think he was concussed. I don't think he was acting at all. But even if it was, man, the money that guy gets by winning the belt that way, and he guarantees, it's pretty much a guaranteed rematch, but that rematch can't be until he signs off on his on his, um, on his his medical. They have to sign like a medical thing, so if you get hurt, you can't fight for a certain amount of time. So yeah, he won't fight for probably six, eight months. We'll see that rematch happen. It'll be hyped up. It'll be huge. And, and yeah, man, crazy weekend for the fights. Like, so much stuff happened. I've never seen that happen, and... If you if you have nothing to do on a Saturday night, just quickly check if there's UFC on because most of it's on TV these days and those guys are cranking out big fights. Yeah, like I think at the time because I was kind of just tuning in probably third or fourth round of that fight and that happened at the end of the fourth, pretty close uh-huh. to the end of the fourth. And I was obviously as a betting man, I was asking Ty, who do I bet for? And he's like, oh, you got to bet Peter Yan. And I look and he's like a 50 to one favorite. Like Al, especially by Al, then, Al Jermaine yeah. was like a thirty to one underdog at the time of basically the, fl- the the fucking knee. So I mean, if you bet him at that time, then you just want a lot of it, money. It would have been was, nuts, yeah. He was. I felt so bad for him because one, he like could not stand up. No, he was being held up by like two doctors, and when he got like the the typical like arm raise for the win, he was being held up. He was like obviously out of it. Yeah, he gets the belt put on him. And he's just like he's obviously so disappointed because obviously this is not how you drop, how you want to win your win your first belt or win win uh-huh. uh, win the belt. Win gold, yeah. Um, and he just throws it to the ground like he doesn't want to wear it. Yeah, took and, it right off. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then he goes in, wasn't gonna do an interview, but I guess he accepted one and he was like apologizing to the fans and stuff and like 
not the fight that they wanted to see and stuff. It, it was it was heartbreaking. It was heartbreaking, and, and I, I was very surprised to see they don't they don't sorry they don't they do not interview people who got who have been knocked out. Yeah, John Jones knocked out uh, DC a couple of years ago. It was his first loss of his career, and Jones was actually tested positive for PEDs shortly after. And um and yeah, they interviewed Cormier right after because it's a big moment. And yeah, they've ever always and Cormier just lose it. But breaks down crying. He's clearly not there and can barely put the sentences together. And even halfway through, they come in the earpiece and tell Joe to stop. And yeah, ever since, they don't do that. So I was extremely... They even said, you can hear Joe say, or DC say, he's not going to... Because those guys know if they, was, they were in the situation. So they know he's not going to get interviewed. And he asked for one. So that yeah. is extremely... And even for them to give it to him, I thought was extremely rare. So yeah, just... Such a rare sight and, and just so much passion in that fight, especially both sides. There was even a tweet by Peter Yan immediately after saying that he was sorry and it wasn't inten- it wasn't an intentional you know, that he didn't mean to and and that he's paying for it in in the in like the the biggest way he can, which is which is gold and having to reset everything that he just won. So I kinda see both ways and yeah, and what an episode, man. Like it was kinda like it was such a drama night and on and it had so much hype and the the other fights were good, but this one definitely took the cake. Like you won't you won't forget this. Oh yeah, and then like right after that was Amanda Nunez winning in like a minute and ten seconds. I don't think she ever got hit. Just dominating this girl. Yeah. She, yeah, well, I can't remember her name was like Anderson or something like that. She clocked Megan her. Megan Anderson. Yes. Megan Anderson first punch just like deer in the headlights. She's like, oh yeah, holy oh, shit, overhand that was a head- right. <laughs> and she looks like she got hit. She looks like she got zapped by something. She's like, yeah. you can see, yeah. She's like, whoa! I was not expecting that power to come. And um, Amanda's done that to girl after girl in two divisions. She's the only champ to ever defend both both titles. Yeah, it's and it's when you have a champ like that in the UFC, it's like the division or these divisions in this case have to like have to come together and 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 like and like someone's got to step up. You all have to step up, or they just start hiring or trading for contracts outside of the UFC to get other mm-hmm. champions to, and then it gets crazy. But yeah. I, I've never, I've never like obviously I'm new to watching UFC. Um, I've never seen it with fans, but I really like it without fans. Just like the the amount of stuff that the mic picks up, you can hear like a lot of the corners, and then like in between rounds, you can hear like the chats and stuff. And it's just like the actual sounds of the fight. It's just especially because they don't like they're not bleeping swear words or anything like that. Like that yeah. uh, that guy's interview after he's like, oh, it's fucking bullshit about the the knee and stuff. And I was like, yeah. Oh, all right, so they yep, just let them fly. Let them fly. Yep. And it's like, I can only imagine like what the NHL would do. Like they always they like pump in this crowd noise and stuff like that, and it's like, why? Just like let me hear the sounds of let the. Let me ice. hear them yelling. Yeah, let me hear the emotion and you know uh, everything. Like, if you want to believe well, the what? swear words or whatever, just run it on a fifteen-second delay, and then if you hear something, just hit the mute button on the mics, whatever mm-hmm. they do, and then it's still family-friendly or whatever. But like having the fake crowd noise like nobody everybody knows there's no fans there like come on who are you yeah. fooling and it usually it's just like a garbage like ah. yeah it's like, yeah oh, especially okay. <laughs> it's like the mlb one that one last year was yeah. like so cringy dude um but yeah i know when they do when they took the fans out too it also changed it changes some fighters because some i didn't realize this till recently but some fighters really uh, where they use the crowd like for Conor McGregor is the best example it's not like Conor McGregor defeats all his opponents on his own Conor McGregor and the 20,000 people that are like all there screaming for him that are crazy devoted fans and he's got this insane fan base and there's a couple fighters like that John Jones um Izzy Israel Adesanya is kind of like that when they get their arenas full of people like 
you're not just facing this guy like there's a lot more to it and it takes out that extra mind game it makes it more about just a fight so you hear a lot it is nice it's, it was bittersweet but especially too the weirdest thing ever is like right when they took out the crowd and everything the fights got insane too like if you were a ufc fan you're watching the whole time all the fights right before the fans got taken away and right after are like they're like so many fights so many, the best fights i've ever seen a lot of them are right there they're absolute wars and i think a lot of them are because like there's no crowd like there's no it, you're they're a lot more zoned in it's yeah, a lot it's more all it's mental a, and... it's all mind over matter now and yeah. there's a lot there's not a million people in your head it's just you and this guy you have so, to, yeah I, I like how they do it you have to build up your own adrenaline there's nothing to feed off of you have to get yourself psyched up for your own fight it's not like you're walking into the ring like oh i'm like you know, I'm 80% psyched up and like, oh, my adrenaline pump a little bit. And then like, as soon as you walk in, the fans just go fucking nuts. And you're like, okay, I'm here. Let's do this. It's like, mm-hmm. you got to bring that, you got to bring that in yourself mm-hmm. pre-match and pre-fight. Yeah, man. And the upsets when people do it in that small arena too, it's <laughs> the emotion you see on a win, just the emotion you see in those quiet arenas, man. Yeah. It's really raw. It's really good. Cause like, obviously not being a huge fan, I'd watch like, you know, when Sports Center or whatever puts up clips of like the crazy knockouts, and I'm like, oh shit, that was a crazy knockout. But then, like, actually seeing one, like, because you know, when you watch highlights and stuff, you're expecting the crazy things to happen in those clips, right? They're not just gonna show you a, a two minute round of just mm-hmm. punches and jumping back. So you're expecting that stuff. But then when you're watching it live, it just brings a whole new dynamic of like one punch could just like it could just end the fight right there. No, totally. It's it's yeah, it's fun. Like when I started watching UFC, it was just to get the boys together. And then, um, and then, yeah, it kind of, you, you kind of always expect nothing. So you get some boring cards where yeah. like, you know, stuff isn't great, but then when, yeah, when you get the knockouts so of the ones that you remember, the McGregor on Aldo and all in the flying knees that you never forget. And when you're live with the boys and everyone's jumping around for it, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's a different, it's like special. It's, that's what it's all about. And to make it e- even more intense is like when that's how you watch UFC and you watch it for like five years and you like watch these guys when they're brand new to it. That's when they like have ten knockouts and you saw them all with the guys. Like when they walk out, sometimes and it's a main event, you start getting nervous. You start like you're wondering what's gonna happen if they're gonna lose their record. Like what they're who they're gonna who's gonna go to sleep. Like it has such build up this sport. The history of it means a lot too. Once you watch a long time, especially with fighters fighting every like four to five months at like the the minimum, I'm gonna oh, remember totally. zero names. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. It takes a while for sure, and not to mention like if you if you just look at a card on a Saturday and you see like twenty eight eight versus twenty and one and twenty one four versus eleven and four and like fifteen two versus 20, nineteen and three, like these are all crazy records. The guys that don't lose, it's like to think that they're going all going together on the same night. It's pretty easy to see a good card in the UFC too. You can get surprised on like mediocre ones, but good ones really stand out. Anyway, yeah, Saturdays, guys, if you got time, getting the boys together for UFC is a bad idea. It's kind of buzzing. Two sixty is March twenty eighth or something like that, or twenty seventh, I think. Yes, like March twenty seventh. Steve Miocic versus Francis Ngannou, the headliner, and then you got oh, another, another. What a, what a tilt, dude! <laughs> I <have no> my, <laughs> these are these guys are monsters. Heavyweight, you trust? If you watch, you won't forget who they were. You same I'll with them. I'll, I'll be sitting beside you, Ty. Oh, it's, it'll be a good week. We'll be there. Two sixty, we'll be together because this card's fucked. Just don't worry. We didn't we didn't lose Tay. Tay's still here. I'm still, still here. Yeah, I'm, just, uh, <laughs> I'm just not able to contribute. Um, I do have to run, actually, fellas. My dad locked his keys in one of the restaurants. 
Uh, oh. he's sitting outside the restaurant with like no way of getting in or going home. So I gotta run, uh, grab, beauty. get him inside the restaurant. Um, no problem. We're we're wrapping up a, anyways. Yeah, it's all good. Pod. I did have one more thing I want to bring up, but I'll just save it for next week. So. Oh, all right. Oh, a little cliffhanger. <laughs> yeah. Cliffhanger. Keep the fans wanting more. Uh, good to talk to you as always. Uh, love you both. We'll see you later. See you, we'll see you next week, bud. See you soon. Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like hopefully. Just like when we were recording this one, the people listening, it feels like half an hour. This one went really fast, really fast. Yeah. I feel like this was like a 45-minute pod, and it's 2.15 already. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Once you get a couple, good, good, a couple good topics, it really gets going, and that's when it gets fun, too. So I'm um, definitely happy with this one. Yeah, it was we a got- good one. If you, uh, if you made it this far, make sure to follow, podcast, subscribe, leave a review. Find us on uh, Instagram, Twitter. TikTok at Hoser's Panel, and uh, and obviously if you want to talk hockey, we're always here. Yeah, we've had some people uh, give us some questions too on Twitter and stuff. Keep them coming; we love it. It helps us so much bringing out content and thinking up things. Uh, Raheem, number one, he's had a couple good ones, and, and like uh, I'm, I'm writing them down. I'm gonna bring them up on a pod coming up. But yeah, we got some good buying and selling coming in from the fans, so keep them up. Yeah, halfway point of the NHL season next week, so we're getting. Uh... It's already halfway done. Yeah, I was going to say, flying through fast. So it's <laughs> be ready because playoffs are coming fast, boys, and, and teams, will be, teams will be making trades soon, I'm sure. We might have to go two times a week for playoffs. We might for playoffs. Probably. We'll see. If, we'll see if they're thrown together. Anyway, that's another week, episode 13, coming at you next next Sunday. Are we doing Sundays now? Uh, We'll see. Maybe. We might be okay. switching it. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Twitter. But, uh, yeah, thanks everybody. Have a have a great week, and uh, we'll see you next week. See you later, hosers. Hosers are out. Go bolts.